what's good? Welcome back. It's the Three Man Breakdown. It's your boy Reg Dylan here, my guy Kimball, and we are back. It's been a minute. Or, Man, since like July 9th, I think last time I checked since we recorded. So we've been hibernating, man. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, but we are back. And we're in the off season, so not too much stuff going down. So what we decided to do, you know, take it back to the roots. Let's go back to ranking. We're about to rank the top 10 young cores today. So we're about to talk about a lot of the young prospects. And what we did, we didn't include the Celtics. So, so the Celtics is not going to be on the list. Because I did everybody to qualify for this, you had to be under the age of 25. Jalen Brown is 25 right now. Jason Tatum is 24. And I just didn't want to include them if there was just like two or three prospects on the team. Other teams I didn't include is the Timberwolves and the Raptors because they didn't have like that much guys to really consider like a young core. Yeah. I guess you kind of could, but like I just like, I mean, them but out. like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we just left them out just to, <laughs> just to be cool with it. So we about to get into the top 10 and I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Don't beat so me up on this list. This this is really probably one of the hardest lists I ever created in my life. Facts. I'm still not confident. I just like I just got to the point. I'm like, let me stop looking at this because I'm gonna change something. Cause that's just there's so much damn talent in the league right now, it's really ridiculous. Word. It's crazy. Like, I think it's really for me. I think it's time to add it like two expansion teams, just given the amount of depth that we have in the league. I feel like the league can handle mm. it right now. It definitely can. With so much that talent. Right there. Cause even like look at it, like there's always like every year now we see guys going drafted and we like, damn, how do we go and draft it? 10, 15 years ago, nobody's really there's <laughs> rarely you rarely see guys going drafted and end up like really making it. Facts. <laughs> but without further ado. If you haven't already, rate us five stars. Do all that great stuff. Show, show some love. Show some love, man. But we about to get Total into love, this. Man. Yeah, we about to get into the top 10 young cores in the league. And at number 10, should we talk about our honorable mentions first? Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could get them out the way. All right, the honorable mentions that we left off. Well, I think we probably had the same top 10, right? Uh, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. All right. So the teams I left off was the Indiana Pacers. Their young oh, core consisted of Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, Andrew Nemhart, Kendall Brown, Aaron Nesmith, and O'Shea Brissett. Only really guys that's like – that's really guys right now. Tyrese Halliburton, I think he's going to be a most approved candidate this coming year. Mm-hmm. Benedict Matherin, I think he's a guy who had an underrated summer league and – could be a sneaky pick for rookie mm. of the year. Mm. Mm. Could be a sneaky Damn. pick. I, I, that's not my pick, but like, say if you was on FanDuel or something like Ben, and you wanted to take go yeah. for a risk, Benedict Matherin would be a cool risk because the Pacers they don't really have that guy that's like they're not gonna have somebody that's probably averaging twenty points. Tyrese Halliburton is probably one of the best scorers. They had Buddy Hield. Who knows if he's gonna last the season? So I feel like Bennett and Matthew could get the opportunity. And for rookie that's of the year, up. you got to get buckets. You got to get buckets that's, that's during rookie of the year. <laughs> you got to win average like 15, 15 or more, 16. And I think Bennett and Matthew could be a guy that does that. Also, Isaiah Jackson, who started getting more burned in the second half of the season. I think he's a really intriguing guy. Uh, block and shots. After that. Say that again? No, I'm saying then after that, that's when I was like, 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it drops off. Like, Andrew Nemhart, he could be a study backup guy. Jalen Smith, we'll see. He was a former lottery guy, and the Suns just did some, did some nut shit. Kendall Brown fell to the second round. Aaron Nesmith has been disappointed to start off. <laughs> and O'Shea Brissett, uh, I think he might have went undrafted. And yeah. he's been, he's been decent. pretty decent. Yeah, he's been playing yeah. decent for the Raptors, but he's nothing crazy as well. Other team we left off with the Sacramento Kings with De'Aaron Fox, mm. Davion Mitchell, Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, and Keon Ellis. Also forgotten, Amaya's Cater, the big fella out of Utah yeah. State. So I fuck with Keon Ellis. What happened? No, so I, I, I fuck with Keon Ellis. He played uh, we're going to the summer league. Yeah, I was hoping Keon Ellis went undrafted so the Lakers could have picked him up for as undrafted the guy. But he he's just like a typical 3 and D type of guy. He's probably like, yeah. if I was to give a comparison, if you guys don't know him, it's just like a Justin Holiday kind of player. Oh, Around like 6'5", oh, he could shoot the ball. And he's, he's like, they have similar frames. Like, they're both like skinny. Yeah. But De'Aaron Fox is the head of the of this young core. Davion Mitchell, he's he's solid. Keegan Murray, hooping in summer league. We'll see how he does. And Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, they nice, but they didn't make the cut. Another team that didn't make the cut was the San Antonio Spurs, man. Mm, they, about to be, they about to be shamelessly be tanking for Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> so if they do get Victor next year, we could revisit this, and they might they're gonna be in the top ten young core. Sure. But they have a lot of intriguing young pieces. What happened? No, I'm saying I had them in mind and for, at first, but then like I have to reevaluate a little bit. I was like, nah, yeah. Yeah, they gotta do slides and honorable mention. Because as of right now, they don't really have that solid guy. Like their best mm-hmm. guy next year is gonna be Kelton Johnson, and Kelton Johnson, cool and all. If he your best player, y'all, yeah, niggas ain't on shit. My dog right there. And I think I'm not in part like out of everybody on the team right now. I think I'm more higher on Devin Vassell than I am Kelton Johnson. But that's a discussion for another day. But they got so much other young guys. They drafted three 19 year olds this year. Yeah, fact. Three 19 year olds. They're all in with the rebuild, getting Blake Wesley, Jeremy Suhan as their lottery pick, and also Malachi Branham. They also Josh, drafted Josh Primo last year. Still 19. Yeah, they have uh, Zach Collins, who hasn't been a guy that turned out to what he was supposed to be, but battling injury. We'll see if he could have a full year healthy. Uh, Trey Jones out of Duke, probably going to be their backup point guard and get more ro- rotation minutes. I think Josh Primo might start at point guard this year because they don't mm. really have that guy after they traded DeJounte Murray. So That's I can see I him starting they, at the one. Yeah, I see him or even like if they do go that route, the Blake Wesley thing, because that's what I was I, thinking. when they. I don't that. see Blake Wesley starting from day one. Like starting? Yeah, not day one. Yeah, nah. But like, I feel like I see them like interchanging and stuff like that, but yeah, and Romeo Langford, he's whatever. He hasn't really done shit. <laughs> uh, and Isaiah Roby, he got picked up after getting waved by the Thunder. Thunder yeah. And is that the last team that we left off? Or is there another one? Uh, oh, the Hornets. Oh, Hornets. Yeah, Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets. They need to be another team that goes to San Antonio around completely blowing up right now. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to get uh, – what's it called? Um. Aiden, who was on the podcast a couple months ago, that talk, that was a Hornets fan. I want to get him on very oh, soon yeah, yeah. so we can talk about the Hornets because I feel like, especially, they probably had arguably the worst offseason. But it wasn't really their fault with the whole Miles Bridges situation. We're not going to get into that because I think we discussed that already. But 
that really put like a real dent in the whole Hornets' franchise right now because they basically gonna lose him for nothing. And he was one of their best players. I think their leading scorer last year. So just yeah. completely losing him for nothing. And then from after Lamelo Ball, you got Still PG Washington is solid, but the rest of the team, James Booknight, who was their lottery pick, barely got any PT last year. And he's also coming off a surgery, didn't play in the summer league. Bryce McGowan's uh was drafted in the second round. I'm I'm high on Bryce McGowan's, but he still has to prove something first. Yeah. And then other guys like their two bigs that they drafted last year, JT Thor and Kai Jones. Kai Jones is doing some nut shit in the summer league. <laughs> like, he's he's still very raw to me. I, I don't know yeah, how much uh, impact he's gonna make in year two. He has a ways to go. They have JT Thor. He's still another project piece. Mark Williams, who is their lottery pick, I think he's going to fit well next to LaMelo. But other than that, it's just so much uncertainty with LaMelo. So I think their best interest is, it's a tank. What if yeah. they could get a guy like one of the Thompson twins or Derek Whitehead mm. or mm. even Scoot Henderson to play next to mm. LaMelo Ball? <laughs> Why? You cooking. You cooking right now. <laughs> That's hard. Or even that, like, say if they get, like, the seventh pick and they just do the replacement for Miles Bridges and get Cam Whitmore. Oh, ooh! And I like the sound of that. So the Hornets, their best interest is not trying to make a temp seed and getting embarrassed like they did back to back years. It was about like forty in the plan. Best interest to be bad. But without further ado, let's get into the top ten of this job. At number ten, <laughs> at number ten, I had the New York Knicks. Yeah, I had the Knicks at uh, ten. <laughs> All right, so we could discuss the Knicks. Uh, shit. Half these guys might not be playing on the Knicks uh, come open tonight. <laughs> we could start right there. Yeah. yeah. Half uh, these guys uh, might not be a Nick. But yeah, so this, this look coming, like, the people that's really, of course, R.J. Barrett, 20-point uh, breaking score last season. We're banking off that. He's definitely, like, the like the yeah, head he's, honcho. He's, of the, yeah, he's the head of the team. The tribal yeah. chief, like little Roman Reigns. <laughs> then after that, of course, you got playing grounds who play really well in the summer league. A lot of Knicks fans has really been like Wait, uh, hype, yeah. uh, have hype on him. I got a question. Well, how other than RJ, I want you to rank the rest of this list from most important to least important. So I'll name the players: Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Quickly, Miles McBride, Jericho Sims, Trevor Kills. Cam Reddish and Isaiah Harnstein. So, like, most to, important. To, yeah, most important to least important of the core. Okay, so most important. Second, I'll either put Mitchell Robinson because he's the starting center. So, I feel like him, that I'll put him second. Third would have to be, hmm. I think I'll probably say, uh, probably quickly. Because I feel like, um, it's like, especially in terms of like in like Nick circles, like media and stuff like that, they definitely expect him to continue to like continue his, his improvement on like the game he showed, like since his rookie season and stuff like that. So I'll probably put him second, third will be Obi Topping, uh, fourth, Quinn Grimes, fifth, probably Cam Reddish, <laughs> uh. Sixth, Isaiah Harnstein. 
after his like he had a he played pretty well. For, he was on the Clippers, right? Uh, yeah, he was really good for the Clippers. Yeah, he, he played uh, really well. So I'll have him six, seven will be probably uh Miles McBride, eight Jericho Sims who had like some uh, nice splashes in the summer league. Played played uh, fairly well in the summer league. Off of what he just what he's known to do, which is <laughs> be an athlete. Um, then I think the last one that would be Trevor Keels. Yeah, Trevor is definitely last on this list. I'm surprised you had yeah. Quay Grimes lower. Not kind of expected because I think oh. I might have. I'll say I'm higher on Quay Grimes than anybody else, other than RJ. Yeah, I feel like his potential, like from just what we this what we've seen before, especially this past summer league, like the improvements he made, like playmaking wise and just shot creation wise. Uh, I think yeah, that I I would definitely have him second. But in terms of, I'm just thinking like importance, like I, the reason why I had um, Mitch Roberts because he's gonna be like the starting center. Yeah, I, I see. I get so, you. Yeah, I'm not Obi Toppin and. I like I don't know. I want Julius Randle to get traded so we can see what he is. Yeah, he played really pretty well. I think towards the end of the season he was playing uh, pretty good. Uh, Obi Toppin. Yeah. Other but, than that, I, I get I agree with your list. R.J. Barrett, though, what do you want to see next year from him? Um, I want to see continuous. Just keeping. Get up with the scoring that he's like the potential that we've seen last season. Having this improvement, I think we may have spoken about him his uh before. Like I mean, we know how he already better stay for whatever. But I just want to see him like be more comfortable as like just creating shots, not from only for himself but for others, and uh improving on defense as well, and just and keeping that the three ball uh improving too because he he definitely improved since when he came into the league. He proved last season. So just like continuously keeping it like consistent for the whole year again for like another year, and it's just being a better uh, shot creator and defender. That's what I'm expecting from Archie Barrett. Yeah, just keep being a dog. You know? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you his numbers from the second half of the season. So the last 41 games, and that's this the start of the new year too. RJ Barrett yeah. averaged 23.6 points per game, six rebounds, three and a half assists. Mm. But the thing that just like I keep coming back to with RJ that I really want to see improve is his overall efficiency. He shot 41% yeah. of the field. I know a lot of that oh. could attest to like the spacing on the spacing, but a lot of the stuff he just needs to get better finishing at the rim. He could get to the rim and he's relentless getting there at will, but he still needs to do a better job finishing. I think he was. I think he might have been second to Russell Westbrook in like the most missed layups this year. Oh, damn, for so, real. For somebody, yeah, for someone that pressured the rim like that and like the, given his physical frame, he should be a way yeah. better finisher than, than he is. And the three point shot in the second half of the season, he shot 35% on six attempts. So that's a good amount of attempts. He got also took seven free throws a game. So from right there, that's, that's, that's great for RJ. But yeah, the next nice step, is, the next step in this game is really to get be a more efficient scorer. If he could get to forty four percent, forty five, I think he could get to like from anywhere forty four to forty seven, forty seven percent. Because if he gets better at finishing, it's gonna instantly go up. And then as he gets better as creating his own shots, getting a mid range game, and just being like a better shot creator yeah. off the dribble, 
Keep that's really unlock his game. And also, again, shooting better from the free throw line. Because 72%, yeah. there's definitely room for improvement in that. No, yeah, that's that's facts. I think he's he's a future all-star to me. I'm yeah, not saying he's about to be an all-star yeah. next year, but maybe by year five, year six, I could see RJ Barry being an all-star. Yeah, I see. I definitely see that vision. But let's move on to our number nine team. Number nine, I had the Golden State Warriors. I had the Atlanta Hawks, number nine. All right. Where did I have the Hawks? I had the Hawks at seven. So, which team you want to talk about first? Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about the Hawks. Talk about the Hawks? All right. Yeah. What made you put the Hawks at nine? Um... Just looking at the young core, like aside for me personally, aside from Trey Young and then John Collins, who I think is a really good player, and of course DeAndre Hunter, like the other guys I'm looking at, like I feel like there's still like questions into like the players they could be. Like we look at guys like AJ Griffin, like we still have to see he's a rookie, like his potential from what we know is uh is pretty could be pretty solid. But we just still have to see how the type of player he's gonna be, especially like coming into not only year one, but just like throughout like the the course of his like development, see what that like was gonna be with his athleticism, the injury, and all that. Still questions for me on Jalen Johnson. Like, is he still gonna? Is he getting minutes? And what type of player he's gonna be? Like, how he's gonna perform in a full NBA season? And then we have to see the growth of Nyeka Kangu as well. So I feel like just like those three questions. And then when you look at guys like, like when you look at the level of like a DeAndre, like DeAndre Hunter is nice, but like I feel like he's he is what he is in a sense. And then we had to still see John Collins and see what everything's going on with that. Like he's probably going to be on the Hawks. I feel like yeah, I think he's 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 definitely staying there. But just my three questions for the Hawks was uh, the other young guys like A. Griffin, Jalen Johnson, and Yucca, and um, like the other guys that they still have there. That's just behind the, the top three uh, I mentioned was Trey Young, John Collins, and DeAndre Hunter. All right, yeah, for me. I'm really I'm high on Trey Young. Like yeah. we could talk oh, yeah, about yeah. I'm high on Trey Young and then like the other guys, John Collins. I think he's just a perfect, perfect four man for Trey Young, uh, as a pick and roll and pick and pop pop, pop threat. Yeah. And then also he got better defensively. So I like John Collins. And then the other pieces, like you said, with a question of marks, DeAndre Hunter. I feel like a lot of concern – well, for thing, thing is, for me, DeAndre Hunter just has to stay healthy because that's kind of been, like, the big thing in his career so far. Played 62 60, – 63 games his first year. Only played 23 the second year. And this past season, he played 53. So he's been banged up a lot and then also been inconsistent. I think a lot of that is due to him being in and out of lineups and stuff like that. But we like he's definitely shown flashes. Like this year in the playoffs, he averaged twenty one against twenty one against the against the Miami Heat in the playoffs, and he also had that like that big game. I think he had like thirty eight points or some shit. Shame where he was going off. So he has oh, yeah, flashes yeah. where he could be like this two way guy uh, that could sh- that could create his shot a little bit and just like muscle a little bit and get in the post and score and do stuff. But it's just not consistent enough. And if he could get healthy and improve on that, I think he could be a really good like part of this core. And then AJ Griffin, someone who I'm really high on, but I like 
I definitely I have a little bit of concerns, like even what he's about to do in year one, how much playing time he's going to get, given the fact that Nate McMillan is the head coach and like the injury concerns and stuff like that, because he didn't play in summer league, how much to take account of that. But I think I'm still high on A.J. Griffin. He's going to be one of the best, better, best shooters in this class. And if he could still improve upon this game where we saw flashes of shot creation and he improves defensively, I feel like he could be really good for this core. And then Jalen Johnson, another guy that went to Duke. I, I think I'm still high on Jalen Johnson. If he didn't play in summer league this year, I'm assuming he's going to get actually actual real minutes for the Hawks team this year. Yeah. It, it Especially has. now that they, they moved on uh, from Gallinari. That opened up minutes at the four for him. And he played really well in the G League. And I feel like he could play really well with Trey Young. Yeah. He has a solid skill set to go with like, his frame. Like, I feel yeah. like, like him like, could like, play make a little bit. And he was like a slash. Like, I feel like this is a solid. This is like, it's just overall just solid to play with a guy like Trey Young. Like, the same way how John Collins is a good fit with Trey Young. Yeah. And then the last guy was Oyeka Kongu. I'm still high on Oyeka. I feel like another thing that's kind of holding him back that Clint Capella is at the starting, yeah, at the starting spot. So I feel like we could definitely see, hopefully, we see more Oyeka this year because I think he's just like, he's kind of like a mini band in a sense. Like uh-huh. a poor a poor man's band. Like he's really good defensively. Like I remember I was uh, saw a couple of clips like a couple of weeks ago about like him like defending Giannis for a game and he was he he locked Giannis up that game. Like he has a <laughs> lot of flashes, like just playing good defense. I think he was good against the Sixers when they played uh the year that Ben Simmons had that bullshit. When he was coming off the bench, he played good minutes against MB. He is small. But he still really is good defensively, and I feel like he could be a good yeah. part of this young core. His link makes up for it. Yeah, and then the one guy that had missed a cut for this team is Dejounte Murray, who is twenty five right now. All right, so we could jump into who I had at nine, and that was the Golden State Warriors. Where'd you have them ranked at? Oh, the Warriors. Oh, I had the Warriors ranked at eight. At eight. <laughs> right, right. Right. So yeah, it was a kind of switch. It's- all right. Uh, starting with Golden State, you want to start this one off? Talk about the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, for Golden State, uh, we got John DeCaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman, Ryan Rollins, who was a second round pick uh, this past year. Jordan Poole who had a great season. Uh, really improved this past season. Did well in the playoffs. And then you got Patrick Baldwin, who was like the biggest kind of like. Like surprise, like question mark, I guess you could say, especially for this draft. So for Golden State, um, just looking at the like when I see this, I'm just seeing it in terms of like potential. Me personally, I'm really so high on James Wiseman. I think he played really well in the G League, and I think like just the foundation and the base he has to work off of, I think is gonna be really well. I think in a few years he's gonna be pretty nice. Uh, maybe we might see a little Jermaine O'Neal type of uh, progression. You never know, but. I feel like he's pretty good. Jonathan Kaminga. I like Jonathan Kaminga, but I feel like he definitely could still improve in uh, terms of really like scoring, like shot creation, stuff like that. He's still really young as well. He's still 19, so there's like a lot to go, and it's a great way. I feel like at this age and the way he could do right now, it's, I think it's pretty good. So just like just building off of what he, his uh, current ability, I feel like it's, he, he's in a good spot still. You got Moses Moody, who can bring uh, a lot to the table as well in terms of just – he could score the ball, and he also – I feel like the defensive potential is still there. 
And then you, of course, like I mentioned earlier, Jordan Poole, who played really well this season and did really well in the, uh, the Warriors championship uh, run. So, you know, shout out to Jordan Poole. I think he's a lot. He's still 23. There's a lot to improve upon him. A future, maybe the future Thompson replacement. He's still only 23. So we see how it goes. And then we have to see about Ryan Rollins. That's what we didn't get to see in the summer league. He got injured, right? I forgot. What was his injury? Uh, was like a foot he, injury? he had a stretch fracture, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, you actually put me on to Ryan Rollins, though. He's, he's tough. I really do like Ryan Rollins. Like, he's really nice off the dribble. He's, like, long. A really good shot creator. And he has shooting potential, too. So that's going to be interesting to see how, how that pans out. And then, that like I mentioned ball. earlier, Patrick Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Patrick Baldwin. Like, we, we just got to see how he's going to be. But I feel like me, like I said on draft, I feel like this is going to be the perfect spot for him to get drafted because just like the people, the environment he's in, I feel like it'll be just a great spot for him to develop and not and not be the guy that he was like, people thought he was at um, Milwaukee in college and stuff like that. I feel like he's in a good position to develop and to learn from like the right guys. And, uh, and in terms of like the player that he is, which is really a six nine shooter who could probably even bring a little more to the game. So I think that just like boosts, this is boosts everything in terms of like what they could do in the future. And you look at, like, future lineups for this team and stuff like that, just off those plays I mentioned, like, that could be pretty solid. Yeah. I I want to – I agree with everything that you said. So, <laughs> uh, the thing – the thing why I had the Warriors – wait, I had them at nine, right? You know what I'm yeah, the reason yeah. why I had the Warriors at nine, because although I love everybody on this young core, like Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman, Jordan Poole, I don't see that guy. Yeah, the one that sticks out. All yeah. Like, the that reason why I got Trey Young, well, the Hawks rated higher than them, because Trey yeah, Young, Trae he's Young. that guy. I don't know what Jonathan – I don't know Jonathan can make a could turn into that number one guy. I don't think – I don't think Jordan Poole can, but nobody thought he was going to be this. So, I could be wrong, but I, I probably almost – I'm almost certain – Certain Jordan Poole is not gonna turn into number one guy. James Wiseman, we still gotta see. I still have my stock in James Wiseman. I think he's gonna be a good player in the in the league. Someone that's seven one, as athletic as he is, he really just needs to play games because he hasn't played much yeah. games since high school. That's the big thing for him. But I think he eventually he'll figure it out. And it takes time for big men too. So Moses Moody, I think he's gonna play a bigger role this year. Now that uh, Otto Porter is out and Gary Payne is second, that's going to open up opportunity for him. And mm-hmm. he's just – he's a perfect role guy. Even though he could definitely be more than that, but he's just a perfect role guy. He probably has the highest floor out of all these guys. Other than Jordan yeah. Other than, like, out of Wiseman and Kaminga, he probably has a higher floor because you already know what he kind of is. You know, he could shoot the ball, one of the – I think one of the most plus wingspans in the league. He has like a seven two wingspan, long as hell, and he like six five. Just whatever, whatever. Like he's exactly what you want out of a prototypical wing. And and today, yeah. So I love Moses Moody, Kaminga. He has a- athleticism, but he's still raw. Yeah. He ain't, he ain't cooked yet. He ain't cooked yet. So we <laughs> still got to see how he's gonna develop. If he's really a I think he's probably more of a four right now than a three. The handles definitely got to get better. Yeah, yeah, because especially in when we got to summer league, like he had, like he he, he had points that I didn't even really. It didn't feel like he scored that much. <laughs> Type of shit. Like I remember he had like 
like somewhere. I think it was like a was it an overtime game in some movie? I know it was like a close ass game. I forgot who they played against. But yeah, like twenty something. But I'm like, I feel like he had like fifteen or some shit, like fourteen. Cause like I didn't really feel like like he was really getting to it like that. But he said like the handle has to improve as well. He's kind of like one of those like on a stiff school, like R.J. Barrett type of like <laughs> like creators type shit. Like he's kind of like one of those kind of like stiff kind of scores and stuff like that. But yeah. I feel like he just it's a lot. He's still like I say, he's still nineteen. It's a lot of potential there. Like he showed really good flashes of like what he could be like over his overall game. So I still got like I still got my stock in Kaminga to be like a high level player. Yeah, I agree. All right, we can move on to number eight. Number eight, I had the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, yeah, I do. Uh, Warriors number eight. You have Warriors at eight. Yeah. So where'd you have OKC? And we can talk about them. I OKC top number three. <laughs> That's a big jump. All right, so. I'll talk about why I had OKC this low. Cause I feel like you could make an argument for them being higher though. I had them. But at the same time, I'm like they have so much guys. They have Shea out. They have yeah. Shea. They have Chet. But another thing is, I don't know if they have that guy on this team yet. <laughs> Josh Giddy, he's good. He's gonna be good. Lou Dorsey. <laughs> you don't think Shazana could be like that guy? Number one? Yeah, for the Thunder? <laughs> I feel like he can. No. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I can see him. I don't like see that. it. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't see it with Shazana. I feel like he'll be a great number two. Ooh. Actually, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not even bad, honestly. Cause he'll be a great number two. Honestly. Yeah, he'll be a great number two. I don't think he could be the best player on the championship team. Look, I can see that. And then Chet Holmgren, I think he's gonna be one of the best defenders in the league. The scoring upside that he's still yet to like fully tap into. He's already like efficient right now, though. Everybody could talk about the weight, but we ain't talking about that. Mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren, he's really good. He's a really good basketball player. He is a really good asshole player. Uh, the other players, Josh Giddy, the floor that's general. My the off the, the half court offense. That's where I'm I'm stuck at with Josh Giddy. I want to <laughs> see that get better. And the shot got to get better for me. Cause I'm not yeah. as high as Josh Giddy as like other, I feel like other people kind of are, but I like him. Yeah, Ooh, I really Josh Giddy. Defensive yeah. dog. Trey man. Uh, six five shot leader. I gotta see a little more from him. I, like I didn't like what I see. Yeah, I like him, but I feel like I didn't like what I saw in the summer league. But as overall, oh yeah, he wasn't he wasn't that good in the summer league. But yeah. I, I think I'm still. I saw like have my same stock in him. Other guys that they drafted this year, Usman Jang. We still gotta see more of him. Jalen Williams. I think I'm probably. Uh. He'll be fourth on my list out of everybody that I'm higher on. I'm higher on Jalen. Well, the Jalen one is out of Santa Clara, the guard. Let me, yeah. Let me make He's that so clear. tough. Yeah. I, oh, my God. He might, like, after Summer League, he was probably the most – he might have been, like, the most impressive rookie to me. I think I tweeted out. I feel like I see that nigga. I could see him being, like, an all-star in the future. Yeah, like, I, 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 could, I could see that ceiling, too. Like, if not all-star, I think he got at least be a borderline one. 
Yeah. And the other players, the other Jalen ones out of Arkansas, I think he could be a solid guy. Darius Baisley, uh, I don't really, I'm not that big a Darius Baisley fan. Yes, yeah, I feel like he, go, uh, he he has a lot of fan. I, I feel like people like are so high on Darius Baisley. Yeah. But I feel like he's he has to get moved. He's one person I feel like. Yeah, I think he moved. he's gonna need to. He's not gonna realize his potential on the on the Thunder, yeah. especially now that they got like they drafted another. A, Chet Holmgren and Jalen Williams, and they still yeah. had Jeremiah Robinson, yeah. Earl Poku. Like, there's Poker so much Sheffield. guys that he's going to be competing minutes for. Uh, Polkosteski, I'm not that high on. Aaron Wiggins, I think he's solid. Yeah. Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, he's solid. They have a lot of guys. <laughs> That's something the Thunder got. They got a lot of guys. But at the top, yeah. I really like I really like Chet. I like Shea. I like Josh Giddy, And I like Jalen Williams. But I just couldn't get them higher. Yeah, shit. Well, for me, like, my thing was, like, I feel like the talent pool was just – is really deep, and I feel like they're going to be playing. So I feel like we're really going to just – because it's not – like, they just really all young. Like, the whole team is just – the young core is a team for real. Yeah, it's just – so I feel like they're going to be – yeah. I feel like they're going to be playing, and they're going to be, like – like, I feel like the freedom to make mistakes and just, like, just freedom in general is going to be there, especially with the type of play that they have because it is a bunch of size and skill. Or like just a bunch of size and versatility on that squad. So I feel like, and just like we mentioned, I'm really high on Alexander. I feel like he could be like, like a really, really good player. Yeah. So um, like you got guys like Josh Giddy as well, who I'm really high on. I think I even said like he's like I see Josh Giddy being Ricky Rubio's potential man. <laughs> but I feel like Josh Giddy, he's a really, really uh, good player, especially the guard spot. Like you said, his half court offense. And just like play can definitely be that's a question, but I feel like it's with the, I feel like he's, him being on this on the Thunder is like a good spot for them to just like they're up and he's really good at like playmaking wise like up and down and just get into it. I think he 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 showed like the how I say this he showed the willingness to like really try to like shoot the ball like his jump shot. I feel like he could definitely reconstruct that form. Like it's like he's like really like yeah, like I don't know how to explain it. His release like it hurts. <laughs> But like I feel like he could definitely improve upon the form, and uh, he's willing to shoot it. So I think that would definitely improve. And other guys, you got Lou Dora, who's a solid defender. Um, I, I don't think he's like I don't see him being nothing much more than what he is. Yeah, but, uh, another yeah, Trey Mann, who's um, who really he's another guy that's like the, the size and skill, like what he's like six four. Or something like that, like six five point guard. So that's another like big, like long guard who could like create. So we just have to see like him in terms of just being bring everything together consistently on the offensive side of the ball and see how he does on defense. Usman Jing, uh, that's a big. That's I feel like out of all the few drafts, he's like the question to see like how he turns out to be. Yeah, that was um, definitely like a upside swing, boom or bust. So. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he has like so much to work with, but it's gonna take a while. And I feel like just I feel like him being on the Thunder was a great spot because he can, like I said earlier, like this is perfect spot for him to like make mistakes and not like get like like punished for it. Like I feel like he could just come and make mistakes and just learn from them. So I feel like it would be a good spot. And there's like a lot of the guys to learn from as well. And then like we mentioned earlier, Jalen Williams, the from Santa Clara. Like I'm I really like uh, Jalen Williams. Like he's just like a smooth like scorer who can I feel he could create. He's long. He's got a good, great size. He really does it all. Yeah. Like, I really feel like he could be, like, a really solid player. Like I said, I, I could see him being an all-star down the line. 
he has that, I feel like he has that, that uh, type of potential. So, yeah, shout out to Jalen Williams. And then the other Jalen Williams who could be like another, like a tough, like role playing big. Like, I feel like he's like a, a guy who could be like a perfect, like role player, like in the future. Mm-hmm. Or even, even contribute. Like, he can have this, what you can contribute now. Like, he has nice physicality. He has a pretty good basketball IQ as well and uh, defensive IQ. So, you got him. Like I mentioned earlier, Darius Baisley. He has like, this potential there and there's like some the size another one that's like size and some skill but i feel like he definitely has to move to like you said meet his ultimate potential and i think he could definitely uh find a new team and then you got aaron wiggins and jeremiah robbins earl who are two other role players and pogoshevsky who i don't really know what he is <laughs> um i think it's a meme <laughs> like I, yeah i don't know what he is like he just like He's the type of I think I tweeted it before and somebody like he's type of player you just just tell him to go on the floor and just do like just just play <laughs> like you just just go and play. It's honestly because he I feel like he does not has one tied down position like he just does kind of like a little bit of a lot. So, but I can see what you're saying in terms of all these guys not sticking on the team because like a lot of guys who kind of like similar and play in the same position and roles, and probably won't even see that much. Like the minutes are going to come to be. Like interesting to see how everybody comes by in terms of like the bottom half. So, but my thing was like it's just like so much talent. Like the talent is off right now. Like the talent pool and like just the versatility and the skill and all that. I feel like I just have to put them top three. Yeah, like this is a lot. I'll I'll say this: they're one good draft away from being top three. Mm. That is true. Yeah, that is true. They have another good drafting year next year, which is. They're, they're going to be a lottery team. So I'll say it's going to be hard for them to have a bad draft <laughs> next year. But we'll see who they get. And I feel like I'll definitely entertain them being way higher than they are. And I want to see what these other guys do this coming year. Mm, yeah. And I wonder how certain it is that Shea Alexander is going to be a part of this core when everybody starts to develop. Mm. You think he's like a movable? We'll see. Like, I, I, like I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not certain. I'm not 100 percent certain. I feel like it's kind of 50 50, but it really depends how things go. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Because at one point, at what point are they really going to start being competitors? You think? Yeah, that, I think that is. Yeah, I think after after amazing. next year, I feel like they got to start trying to win games. Yeah. But if they aren't, maybe shake it yet because like, you never know. And this league, we players get available out of like every year. It's like, oh damn, this guy about to get traded. <laughs> Facts. And you never know if people like like what if he says like he wants to start winning. Like he's feeling like he getting older. Like he wants to like and they say there's like an opportunity like a spot where like a team needs a, a guy like him that could like really make a push better than the Thunder like right now. Like what if he just buys into that? And says, "Oh, he want to leave, and just puts us on the market." Like, what if two years from now he wants to be a Toronto Raptor? Because mm. he wants oh. to leave. <laughs> and he's home. <laughs> that makes a nice pull. All right, we can move on to number seven. Yeah, at Houston. At number seven. Oh, that's why I had the Hawks. I had Houston at. I had Houston at six. Six. Uh. Yeah, I got the Rockets number seven. All right, so we can talk about them because you already talked about the Hawks. I guess I'll start yeah. this one off. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
don't know if Rockets fans listen to this, they probably sick right now. Because <laughs> they probably think they, they core is top three. They probably think they got a be- the best guy out of this whole core, out of everybody on the list. And Jalen Green. Uh, so let's go through the guys that they got. Another team who is really young, full of team, full of players basically under the age of 22. Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, who was their number three draft pick, Alprince Sangoon, Tari Eason, Kevin Porter Jr., Josh Christopher, Ty Ty Washington, uh, Uzman Garuba, Deshaun Nix, and one person I forgot was Kenya Martin Jr. on this mm. list. But Jalen Green, the reason why I got him at six is because of really Jalen Green, because he's that guy. Yeah. Jalen Green's that guy. I think he's going to be – he could be arguably in contention for winning a scoring title in his career. I think he has that type of scoring ceiling. He has a, a quick first step, the athleticism that's, so that the, just the, pops the off the table and the shot, the shot creation at the age that he has. <laughs> yeah. He could be some he, – he's special. Jalen Green is special. But from there, I still got to see what Jabari Smith is going to be. He's yeah, probably he's projected definitely. to be like their second guy. He's definitely the second most important guy in this court. Yeah, he's not a second guy. Yeah, I have my reserves for him being a second guy. Like and, Marcus Van swear he's like, like this nigga must be like Team Mac or some shit. <laughs> this nigga, like he can't create. Like that's and that's not that's okay. Like <laughs> I feel like the way he already has. Like it's it's just fine being what he has. It's not bad at being a shooter that can defend and has the abilities to still be able to create. Cause I've said in the past, like I still think he can can get to the he can build up some type of creation that would be suitable for him to score, you know, at least 15 plus points a game. Like for me with Jabari Smith, it really does come down to the shot creation ability. That's why I didn't think he was the number one guy to me. Cause I cringe when I see him dribble the ball more than like ten times, bro. It's it's yeah. like so it's it's nasty. Like he's so like upright with his handles and like it, like he just yeah. got no handles at all. <laughs> that shit is worse. It's worse than Jalen Brown. <laughs> oh no. Nah. So no, I don't, I like and that. I feel like it's hard to kind of improve on, like from not having handles to really have just, just having handles. Yeah, because Jalen Brown, he really didn't have handles in the beginning, but his <laughs> handle definitely got better, even though his shit still ass. Yeah. And yeah, like I can't really think of so much like too many guys that really had no, went from having no handles and then ended up Tad improving yeah. upon it. Because I, I was about to say like, like I was about to say T-Mac, but like T-Mac really, I can't say that because he he was always. He was always smooth with the, his jumper and shit like stuff like that. Like he was always a good playmaker and stuff. Like it's, it's that it's always the indications that you could really create. The only person I could really think of is probably like PG. Yeah, but I think, yeah, but because as a rookie, like, PG didn't have the handle, yeah, handles like yeah. that. But now that, but like he's one of the best <laughs> ball handling wings right. of all time. Yeah, <laughs> nah, for real. But I feel like even like when you like when look back then, like he always he kind of showed like some flashes of like some creation, but not like to that degree that he's at now. But like you always kind of could think like, you know, he might be able to he's gonna definitely be able to like one day create like some type of shot. But like you said, like yeah, now he's like one of like the greatest like wing ball handlers and that shit. Like yeah, so I think because I'm not even fully certain with that that Jabari Smith could be a twenty point scorer. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not hundred percent certain with that. And then 
Like also, if the three if the three is not falling, what is he really providing you offensively? Because he's not really a playmaker. He doesn't really get to the basket. Yeah. So if he's not shooting, he's not giving you much offensively. But the thing with Jabari Smith, why he went top three, is because defensively he's as versatile as he's a man. He's an animal on defense, bro. Like, I'm not seeing switch on the Blake Wesley. He had him in hell. I was like, damn. Yeah, this he could, like, he could switch on the guards and cover wings. It's going to, like, I'm going to be interested to see, like, how, like, watching that for the Rockets this coming year. And they also got Tari Eason, who could also be a menace defensively, playing passing mm. lanes and stuff like that. And just creating, creating havoc. I like Tari Eason as well. Uh, the guy I'm third most highest, highest on on this team is Alperin Sengun. Mm, yeah, I really like Sengun. Versatile big. He's gonna be if he's not already, he's gonna be the second best big passing big behind Jokic. Mm. Passes that he was making already in his rookie year, you'd be like, damn, this nigga got balls. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> he really throw like some wild passes, but like some of the times the teammates don't be ready for it. That's like the type of pass. That's the worst type of oh. like, that's give me flashbacks when I was like, that's just the worst type of people to play with. Like they're not ready for passes. Like, how like come on. You but know, sometimes, no, nah, I can't be mad. Back. I can't be mad at him because, like, Sangoon really be throwing, like, oh, damn, he could, like, you could get that pass, you could get that pass through. Like, I didn't even think you was about to pass that. <laughs> yeah, nah, that is true. Boy. And, yeah. him, like, I think him and Jabari could work well together and yeah. off the inside out because his footwork in a post. Mm. Mm. I love Alperin Sangoon. I yeah. think he could be a guy that could also average a double double. And you got anything else to say about my guy? Oh, uh, yeah, same going. I feel like just them drafting Jabari also unlocks even more for him because, like, Jabari's defense can make up for some of his faults. So I feel like that's really good for him. And then, like, him just finding Jabari, like, even, like, like you said, them, that one, two could be interesting because, like, like you mentioned, his playmaker, he could find Jabari a lot because we know Jabari going to be, like, behind the three point line most of the time. So, yeah. so you got Sangoon inside, and you got Jabari just, like, maybe, like, spotting up or something like that. Should I see a little pick and roll action between both of them? Like, you know, <laughs> you never even know. No, we definitely will. Uh, and that also, another another concern that I have is the point guard spot. Kevin point Porter guard. Jr. I, Kevin Porter Jr. is cool to me. I'm not as high as, like, other people yeah. kind of are on him. I'm neither. And he struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season, but picked it up towards the end. I could pull up the numbers. But yeah, me, ultimately, like, I just I, come down to like I don't see Kevin Porter Jr. as a point guard. Point guard, yeah, no. Nah. I mean, they did, they did draft the best point guard in the draft. But, you know, we're gonna leave that for another day. But uh, <laughs> well, Kevin Porter, yeah, he's not a point guard. Uh, I think he like. Do you see him as on this team in the future? Like, you think he's somebody they should keep? Uh, like between him and Josh Christopher, like who do you think is the better future guy? Right now, uh, probably I think Kevin Porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think after this year, we'll kind of see like another year under his belt as playing the point guard. We'll kind of see what Kevin Porter is because he did play better. Yeah, because yeah, because like I was saying before, like he was I think he started averaging five. To he definitely cut that down like to a good amount. Like I feel, and if if he could improve like that mid season, like. I mean, who knows what he could? Who knows what he might be looking like this season, in terms of like just improvement wise. Yeah, but like it's really how like the decision making needs to get better, and also the consistency with Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah. I'm not fully sold on him, and I want to see more. 
the last 23 games of the season, he averaged 18 points, five rebounds, and six assists, mm. shot 44% from the field, and 39 from three. And that's also on mm. high volume attempts. <laughs> and I saw that he was like one of the best catch and shoot, uh, one of the best catch and shoot three point shooters in the league, but it just wasn't on as many. Like, he probably should take more volume, uh, catch and shoot threes. Bro, sound like Harden. So, I just got – we got to see who Kevin Porter really is. Is he this guy or is he the other guy that's just inconsistent throughout the whole season and not really a point guard? Because that's just my question marks to him. And I think that's the biggest biggest problem other than them not having the number two guy right now. Yeah. Then other other pieces that we didn't talk about, Josh Christopher, Ty Ty. Which one you want to talk about? I know you, you're high uh, on both. Yeah, I am. I really like Josh Smith. Like, I think, I think even you may have mentioned that he may like they may need to give it like move him. I feel like before you might have said that because uh, in terms of, like the way him and Jalen Green like, I don't know, like you think that coexists on the same team? I think I think it can. Josh Christopher would just be off the bench. Uh, the bench, yeah. Cause I really like I really like Josh Cusaver the way he plays like the type of player he is like he's like a dog I feel like he can be a good defender he should be able to be a good defender so I hope he brings like he can bring a lot to the table offensively and hopefully like if he can meet what I uh, I think he could be hopefully I think that could be uh, a nice piece like the bench Tata Washington you already know how I feel about Tata that, that's that's a point guard <laughs> that is a point guard he definitely could be uh, pretty solid starting off off the bench. Uh, being uh, a nice shot creator, playmaker, and can shoot the ball as well, and has a nice defensive potential. So, I feel like that could be uh, pretty interesting going forward. Uh, I also, a few years back, I was really, I was high on Dixon Knicks. Like, I was surprised that he wanted drafting and stuff like that. But he's another guy that we have to see where his future, where he lies in terms of like team wise, like what his future could be. But I feel like he's solid. Like, he's not, like, OD crazy. And Garuba, that's another one we have to see how he turns out to be as well. Because Garuba went first round? Yeah. Yeah, we have to see uh, how what type of player Garuba <laughs> could turn out to be. So what? Nigga say, yeah, we got to see how you about to Because <laughs> I don't know, like, like, I really liked him, like, earlier, but, like, it's like, I don't know, we just got to see, like, what what is he? Like, what, what can he uh, be I think he could be like a defensive player. He's gonna be a project. Yeah, he's still a project. Yeah. I got we gotta see how if his shot could come around, if he could like end up hitting at least just corner threes consistently. And defensively, like he has a high motor. That's what I really liked about him yeah. in the draft, but we haven't seen too much of him. So for Houston. Also, I want like another thing that I'm really interested to see with this Rockets team this year. Wait, damn, I kind of see – I want to see, like, Jabari Smith. I think I'm probably the most int- – I want to see, like, what he does as a rookie. Yeah. And where do they have him at? Like, how they use him? Yeah, that and how they use him. That's what I really want to see. Because he wasn't – like, nobody was able to get him shots really, like that in summer league. Because you need it. He's more like a play finisher than, like we said, like a shot creator type. Like play. a play – yeah. So, he really wasn't really getting, like, the ball. As the looks. At, yeah. But I feel like a lot of things are going to open up way more in him playing with Jalen Green, someone that can break down the defense and get him better shots. But 
that's how that's the thing I'm most interested about this Rocket squad. Yeah, I feel like that's where like the point guard, like I feel like that's where it really comes into play. Like you can um Kevin Porter Jr. be the guy to find other guys to be like that lead guard. Like you did say he improved, but like is he like how is he this? Is he the the playmaker type? Like, I don't know. Yeah, remains to be determined. We can move on to the next. You got you got the Rockets. No. Where are we at? Five? Uh six. Who'd you have at six? I had the Rockets. Uh, I had Memphis. Oh, Memphis. All right. I had Memphis yeah. number three. Mm. So we could talk about where we kind of differed. The thing with Memphis, I felt like I needed to I felt like I felt wrong putting them somewhere outside of the top three. Even though they do <laughs> they do have like because out of all this, all the teams on this list, they're definitely the most proven. They had the second best record in the league. John Morant is gonna be probably a superstar. Uh probably by what's it called? A lot of people's criteria is a superstar. He probably is already. But yeah. John Morant, like he's that guy. He's MVP. He's that guy. Yeah, he could be a future MVP. You can't say that about a lot of people already that we talked about on this list. John Morant yeah. already has like the proven ability. He won most improved this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, should have been Jordan Poole's award, but that's a that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, but they had that guy John Morant. Desmond Bain is already a top five shooter in the league right now. Got the flamethrower, so that backcourt position is one of the best in the league already. And then the other guy, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jackson. someone that could be a defensive player of the year for years to come. One of the best rim protectors in the league and a versatile defender, and he also one of the best big man shooters. That we have, even though yeah, other than that, one of the worst big man rebounds. Yeah, one of the worst big man rebounds. That shit just fouled to me. Nigga, six eleven. Shit. They can't. Nigga can't <laughs> catch a cool. That's <laughs> some damn boards, bro. Uh, <laughs> man, who else is part of their young court? I feel like from there, Zaire like they Williams. had the they had the top three. But like, that's where it. See All that. Right. that I'm about to say something that, that sounds wild, but hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. It's, it's not the same, but doesn't this kind of like the top three kind of remind you of Golden State's top three? <laughs> what, like, what, like Draymond, Curry, and Clay? Yes. That's all like not the like, like all right, from the sense that they're like, Curry and uh, John definitely have like completely, totally different yeah. games, but like they, they're <laughs> yes. both like the, they're both like the two, they're two guys. They're polarizing. They're polarizing. And like they're way. both that that like they're the top dog. Like John yeah. Moran's like probably arguably a top three, top five point guard. He ain't Curry though. And yeah. then you had Desmond Bain, who's one of the best shooters in the league right shooters. now, similar to Clay Thompson. Not exactly the same player, obviously. And then yeah. Jaron Jackson was one of the best defenders in the league. Not exactly the same person as Draymond, but just from that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the foundation, all that, yeah, I can see it. Because you got, like you said, John Moran, the star. He has, he's unstoppable going inside. Curry's unstoppable on the outside. You have shooter, the shooting, uh, yeah, you got the shooter in Desmond Bean, who's really at his age, the way he was shooting and shit. Like, that was, shit, who knows what that could continue to be. Because like, he's already elite. And then, like you said, defensive player of the year candidate, Jaron Jackson, who's a versatile defender and could also 
could uh, space the floor when needed. So I could see that. Yeah, I could see it. Oh, yeah. It was just an last sense. Other than that, they ain't going to be no damn Warriors. <laughs> I'll just say that right yeah. now. But, yeah. like, they, they took the Warriors to six this year, and they ended up winning the championship. And John Morant ended up getting injured in that series. So that, that says something from that standpoint. Then other than that, they have the role players that you'll need. And it's, I yeah. feel like the fourth most important guy is Zaire Williams. Because the thing that I see with this Grizzlies team that's really missing is a shot creating wing. You think that's Zaire Williams? No. <laughs> I think I think he could be like that. he could be good, but he's not the ah, he gotta be like some 18 to 20 points good. I'm not there yet with Zaire Williams. I don't think I would be there with that. Yeah, <laughs> was, I, I don't see was, that with him. I see him being like, if he gets to like a Mikel Bridges type of guy. Yeah, but like, I think he could, score, he could score better than Mikel Bridges. Yeah, like, but he's, other than that, like, I like I like Zaire Williams. I wasn't that high on coming out the out the draft, but this year, he definitely outperformed where I expected him to be. Then the other sure. role players that they got, uh, Jake Larabia, I think he could be a solid role player for the team. David Roddy, we got to see what he does. Vince Williams. But I just got to give the Grizzlies the benefit of the doubt because they've been taking these type of role players like for the past couple of years in the draft and more times than not that they 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 hit. Yeah, they really all hit, like most of them. Yeah. So if they see something in them, I'm like, hey, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt because maybe they see something I don't see. And more yeah. times than not, they, it ends up paying off for them. So yeah. I had the Grizzlies at third. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not even mad at that. Honestly, when you think about it, because me, you know, I, I like the I follow the Grizzlies, but yeah, uh, yeah. For me, I'm not even that high on the Grizzlies right now, especially like this coming <laughs> year. I feel like they're good. They're not going to be the two seed to me. But I, I did, I did say this last year. I'm because I remember when we did the uh, Western Conference preview. I think you guys had like the Grizzlies around like seventh, eighth. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, because every single year, like the past like two years, the Grizzlies just end up proving us wrong and end up being like way higher than we expected. <laughs> yeah, they, and they fucking got yeah. the second seed this year. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, they definitely proved us wrong, especially me. Yeah, this year. I'm betting against them. <laughs> I think they probably could be like. I think they might be a playing team this year. <laughs> and oh, that's not man. like me being down on them. I, I mean, it's it's just the, me the, the, the West is the West is. My God, that shit is gonna it's be a bloodbath. The Lakers still about to be a playing team. We are sad. <laughs> I think it's funny. You got the Clippers coming back and shit. Yeah, you know who knows? It's about to be crazy. Bro, if Bron, if Bron misses time and AD misses time, we're for sure playing a team. Boy, you got what? Yeah, we're not for long. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, number five. Number five. Oh, oh, shit. Damn, what the fuck? Oh, I had uh, the Cavaliers uh, at number five. Yeah, I had the Cavs five. They have Evan Mobley. I'm so hot. I love Evan Mobley. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's so tough. <laughs> is Garland. Yeah, he's a number one guy for me. That's the most important, Evan Mobley, because as a as a defender, as a rookie, he was definitely the best uh, rookie time. defender that I've seen. <laughs> probably yeah, probably time not all time. I think Tim Duncan made an all-defensive team as a rookie. Well, uh-huh. So, 
probably since the best rookie defensive player since probably Tim Duncan. And that is really high praise. Yeah, right. And I feel like, damn, I don't want to, I want to put this exact expectations, but I see like, I could see Evan Moby kind of having like a Tim Duncan impact. Like they could put oh. up similar numbers, but like the impact is way more than the numbers. Like he could end up averaging yeah. like 20 and like 11, but like that man could still be a top 10 player in the league doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see something like that. Like he is special defensively. And there's like if he could tap into get better offensively and develop more of a game offensively. Cause I don't think I don't think he's gonna Dude. be as good as the offensive player that what A D was. Yeah, AD, yeah. I'm I think more of his ceiling like is probably like the 23 to 24 points per game for Evan Mobley. But if he's still doing that with like all time special defense, that's yeah. Good that's gracious different. God, bro. And he he played another guy who I didn't even know he was still 24. Jared Allen. Man, that's crazy. You got Jerry Allen right next to you. Still got to see what Colin Sexton, uh, how he, you know, he, and the t- his profile was definitely much needed. This for uh, the cast team, especially in like uh, the playoff hunt uh, phase. And then you have Darius Garland as well, Isaac Okoro, who showed some strides. And then you got to see Oche Abaji, who honestly, as much as I've been down, like I wasn't really like a fan, but like, I, in terms of like playing into like the type of like the team he's coming to and his like just being that role player, like coming in already like prepared for like we know what to expect out of him. Yeah. I feel like he slides fully. Yeah, he slides into the Cavs like their project uh, pretty nicely. So I think he could have like similar, probably not as good impact, but like similar to like what Desmond Bain had did in his yeah. career. And I, we ain't talking enough about Darius Garland. Yeah, he's he's a <laughs> he's a guy that really just made this. He was the reason why the Cavs was really in that. And he was awesome. Yeah, That's he was an all star. Jared Allen was all star too. Uh, but he was really the main reason because, like, from a ball handling perspective, offensively, like he had to make the three bigs work, <laughs> and he did with his like as a shot creator and just making plays for others. On the roster, because other than that, like, who was the other shot creator? Like, you had Ricky Rubio. He ended up getting injured. Rondo barely even played. So, it was really just him being that offense engine and setting up his teammates. Uh, Larry Marketing and uh, Evan Mobley and even Jared Allen. Just making things easier on them. So, I got to give a lot of credit to Darius Brown. That man is so tough, so shifty. Uh, The playmaking ability, the three-point shot. Like, I was high on Darius Garland coming out of uh, Vanderbilt. Even though he only played, like, minimum games. But... Damn, he's one of my favorite point guards in the league right now. Man, just gotta get, he got to get better defensively, but I don't know how much is for him <laughs> to even improve on because he's like six months. But that's my yeah, only great with Darius Garland. But other than that, he's so tough. Isaac Okoro, I'm still not a big Isaac Okoro fan. <laughs> he has to get yeah, some he, type of shot. He's okay. Yeah. You don't expect that. Yeah, Karis Levert not still on the team, right? He is, but he's like probably like 27. Yeah, nah, because that's what I was thinking. Like, when you was talking about the other guys that were supposed to be creators or stuff like that, like, that's what I was going to say they have brought in like Harris of but that didn't really work out. Yeah, they <laughs> like, really need Sexton. Like, oh. Even though Sexton right now is currently a free agent, but he's still restricted. So he's more than likely to come to the Cavs. Yeah, that's where I want to see like how that. Wait, let's talk. We could talk like, about that situation because I feel like they disrespecting Colin Sexton. <laughs> yeah, I feel they like offered him a three-year, like forty-three million. 
if I'm if I'm him at this point, I'm taking a qualifying offer. And I think it's probably around like worth like twelve million. What the qualifying offer is is if you take like that, a year. Yeah. So you could be signed to that team for another year, and then after that, you're un- unrestricted free agent. Yeah, I'm doing that. So you can <laughs> sign to whatever team. And a lot more teams are going to have uh, cap space next year. So I feel like another thing for him, I think he was like, I don't think he's going to start next year. So he's probably going to be the sixth man. And I've been talking about this probably since he got like drafted or since he's been playing, that he's probably like a six-man type of player. But at the end of the day, Colin Sexton is still nice. He's a bucket. Like what he did <laughs> at like his last fully healthy season, I'll put up the stats right now. Like – Cause I feel like he kind of gets the mix, the misconception of like him being like some inefficient player. But, but he's like that's, that's just, not the case yeah. at all. He yeah, averaged like all right. His last healthy season, he averaged twenty four points per game. Also gave you four assists and shot forty eight percent from the field and thirty seven from three. We <laughs> was just talking about R J Barrett showing forty one percent from the field. Colin Sexton right. is six foot six one and he shot forty eight percent from the field. <laughs> that's nuts. He's like, he's, he's a bucket. Bro, and, him and Darius Garland, but oh, that was like. They're so little, but like they just—it's little, but it, it works. It works, kind of, because yeah. you have Jared Allen and Evan Moley behind. Exactly you. behind you, yeah. So that's why I feel. That's why I really like, like where I feel like it can really blossom pretty well because you got guys like that, and they're so like so contexting in, in general, so so relentless in terms of just like playing bigger than what he is. I think I think contexting to me is worth like eighty million. Yeah, similar to what Lazo got. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, that's I think we had we did we say when we were doing like the projections. I think that's where we had him around, right? Or maybe he's leaving a little. Off. Yeah, he's like a twenty eight million right. per guy year, per year. If Jalen Brunson got the fucking contract he got, nigga, I'm paying contracts. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> like, come on, man. And even if he is ends up being a six man, that's still like, I'll still give him that money. Yeah, hey, contracts, because if anything. If you retain him and pay him that much money, he's still going to be a tradable player. It's not like he's going to be untradable with that contract. He still could get a bucket. And he's still so young. He's 23 years old. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And, you know, if they just – if you're not, like, send him to the Lakers. What's up? What are you talking about? If y'all don't want him, we'll take him. You know we ain't need for some damn talent. But anyway – Kaz at number five. At number four, who do you got? Uh, number four, I have the Detroit Pistons. At number four, I had the Orlando Magic. Mm. I had Detroit at number two. I had Orlando at number two. All right, so we <laughs> we basically just flip flop those. Which one should we start off on? Because both uh, of them. Is... All right, actually. You make a case why the Magic are number two, and I'll make my case why the Pistons are number two. Let's do that. All right. So, for me, for Orlando, of course, you're drafting Paulo Bancaro, who's, to me, of course, I think was definitely the number one pick. I think he slots right in, and he's at least 17 points per game, 16. Like, he's going to be their future. I feel he could be, like, that future number one guy, you know, for the Orlando Magic. And then on top of that, you have Franz Wagner who showed, like, who played really, really well uh, this past season in terms of, like, scoring the ball, which was a surprise to me. So you added Franz Wagner who got another wing who could score. You have Wendell Carter on your <laughs> in the helm, a defender who could still improve offensively. And, like, you know, we never – we don't know how well um, 
like what his if he even capped out in, in that sense. So you have a good defender there, a high IQ player, and Wendell Carter, Jalen Suggs, who played like I wasn't really too impressed with what he did, but he still plays like solid. Like he was, he's playing better defense than I thought, and he still has a lot of room to improve. You know, bringing back Markel Fultz, so I'm pretty he's gonna be healthy by next season, right? This right, this upcoming season. Yeah, he played finished under the season healthy. He's good. Oh yeah. All right, so you have Marco folks who could still take another jump. Who would take a, yeah, who still take uh another jump? You never know how much he's improved. He improved really well, like since leaving uh the Sixers and all that. His jump shot looking improved, so we'll see how that goes. Cole Anthony, who played really well, another guy who played uh, really good off the bench for them, and uh had some some games starting as well. Cole Anthony could light it up for you, do a little bit of like you know just do a little bit of everything on the offensive side of the ball. Mo Bamba, who has to take a jump, I think he could do it. I, I think he could bring that solid, of course, the defensive versatility and length to that to you pairing that with uh, off the bench with uh, Paulo and uh, Wendell Carter. Um, <laughs> RJ Hampton, I don't know if he's going to be there, but <laughs> we got to see. I have nothing to say about RJ Hampton, but let's hope for the best for him. Caleb Houston, who I think could be a solid uh, role player. I think he's the guy who could come in and he's gonna he could contribute. You don't have to expect nothing too crazy from him. I think he come off the bench, he could shoot. Uh, I think there's defensive potential there as well for Caleb Houston. And then if Jonathan Isaac's healthy, if he's still on the team, like oh, that's what I'm expecting. That's how I saw it. Like I feel like Jonathan Isaac, we've seen what he can do in terms of defensively. To pair that with like the the solid, con- like they have the solid wing scores already. Well, uh, solid like scores and yeah, like I said, the front court scores and. Oswald versus Tilly and pretty good guard play. I feel like I think that's that's a good recipe right there. That's a good that's a good meal right there. Man, I, I love the Magic. I think I the Magic Young Core. I think I'm one, they're probably one of the most exciting teams I'm, I want to see next year. Like, I, I love this Young Core. Franz Wagner, what he did this rookie year was he blew everybody's expectations out the water. Not for. Paulo Bencaro, I've talked about this man for years, so y'all know how I feel about Paulo. He's him. We saw what he did in summer league. The versatility between Franz Wagner and Paulo, two 6'10 versatile guys, that's just that's so intriguing. That's so intriguing. And then you got Wendell Carter, who I think is, yeah, the playmaking. You got Wendell Carter, who also another good playmaker. I think he's prob- possibly in the discussion for most underrated player in the league. Oh yeah, he's still twenty three. That's crazy. I, I don't even feel like it. Like, I feel like he's way older. The now. best thing that happened to Wendell Carter was getting traded to the Orlando Magic and getting away yeah. from the Chicago Bulls. Because this past year, he started. He's he looked so much confident offensively. Because <laughs> when he was on the on the Bulls, he wasn't even looking at the basket most of the games I was watching. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, it was because it was really Jim Boylan that really fucked him yeah. up. But like now that he got to the magic, he was doing like you saw him chewing pull up jump shots and shit, knocking them <laughs> down. And like, Word, that's what crazy. Wendell Carter was doing, it was like so overlooked because nobody was watching Orlando Magic games. Like, he also gave yeah. you 15 points and 10 and a half rebounds a game, three assists mm. a game. Like, mm. the three point shot was at 33%, but teams were still respecting him from the three point line and he could still knock it down. I think he's going to have a He's gonna improve even more this year defensively. He's really good. I think Wendell Carter is definitely he's probably possibly the most underrated player in the game. 
They could put some respect on his name next year. When the card for Miles Turner? Uh, going into next year. Honestly, I, I think I'll take Wendell Carter. I'm taking Wendell Carter. Bro. I'm taking Wendell Carter. <laughs> I'll take Wendell Carter. They, they could. They both shoot it at the same clip at the three point line, and teams still be leaving Miles Turner open, even though he still be shooting them shits. So yeah, I feel like Wendell Carter way better rebounder as well. Way better rebounder. Defensively, Miles Turner is a better shot blocker, but like positional wise, Wendell Carter is still a good defender. I think he's probably a little bit better on the perimeter as well, a better playmaker, just better just scoring the ball. Yeah. So I'll take Wendell Carter over Miles Turner. Yeah. And he also he was playing a four a lot of the times because he played right next to Mo Bamba. So he had the versatility. So him, Paulo, and Franz, I love that front court. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac, he's just such a question mark. Before he got injured, he was he was one of the best defend, defenders in the league. So we got to see where he's at because I feel like he's been – he's definitely been hurt more times than he's not in this career. But when he does play, Jonathan yeah. Isaac is, like, impactful defensively. Not much of a scoring threat, but defensively, he, he makes stuff happen. But he hasn't played in two years. That is true, yeah. And he only has played one full season healthy, 75 games. Damn. Rookie year, he played 27 games. The year uh, when, when he played, when he got injured in a bubble, he played 34 games. So Damn. He's only played 136 games. And he was drafted the same year as Jason Tatum. Damn. <laughs> 2017. That's, 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 that's why. Crazy. That's wild. That's man. nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> but going to the guards on the Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggs, I'm still high on Jalen Suggs. He didn't have too well of a season, especially shooting. But defensively, I think he's going to be one of the best guard defenders in the league. And he has a hmm. high – I think he has a high floor. I think he is like a smart IQ player too. So I think he's going to end up figuring out. And Markel Fultz. He's tough. Bro, I, I got my Markel full stock. Like, I got stock in, like, probably everybody on this damn Magic Ross other than, like, RJ Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> Not facts. Like, Markel Fultz, he's one of the best at pressure in the rim. For someone that's not really a, a three-point scoring threat and people know he's not going to shoot three a, a lot, he still gets to the rim, like, oh, damn near whatever he wants. And he's also an yeah. underrated playmaker in the league. So, on top of that, he could get to the basket and finish. Oh, my God. Athleticism. I know. It's it's really – like, I had to go back and watch more Marco folks. I just had to, like, really – it's so sad what happened to him, bro. He was was him. He was him. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have – I don't want to hear no revisionist history. Like, oh, how did he go number one? That nigga was so He was everything. Like, he was a full package of the point guard. Like, as a guard. (laughs) Like. He had, like, during that time, he was without a doubt number one pick. Right, a shot, playmaking, handles, size, IQ. So smooth skill. as a player. Oh, smooth. my goodness. Like, cool. be smooth. And he still has, like, he still shows the flashes of him being so smooth. Yeah. And, and the jump shot, I'm, like I said, like, his form looked like it's been, been like, I saw, I saw a clip. I'm not too sure, like, it was, it was like, recent. I know it was this summer. And it's like form was looking like way more improved than like what it used to be 
like post injury, uh, post whatever happened uh, to his jump shot. Like it's looking like real better. His his, his um the release point is looking better and all that. So he has the midi. He just needs to yeah. get like a, a three. If he could get to like 34 I'm I'm happy for the guy. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> But I feel like a lot of people still sleep on Markel Fultz, given the fact of what happened to him. But him going to Orlando, just being outside of the spotlight, did I feel like is going to help him a lot. And next year, don't be surprised if he does have like a really good season next year. Facts. And then the other guard, Cole Anthony. I, what do you think should be the starting five going into the next year for the Magic? Uh, starting five. For me, I'll go. Even though I don't know how it probably looks spacing wise, but I'm going Markel, Markel, Suggs, yeah. Wagner, Paulo, and Wendell Carter. Yeah, I see that, people that. see say that they should start Cole Anthony for spacing. I think it's like Gary Harris. Yeah, if anything, I'll probably start Gary Harris over one of them. But I wouldn't be mad if they did because Gary Harris he he did help the spacing this year for the Magic. Because other than that, it wasn't really. Him, I think Terrence Ross had a bad a down year shooting wise. He's close, but for me, I'll start Markel and Jalen Suggs. Yeah, and if you want to bring Jalen Suggs off the bench to start off because he is coming off ankle surgery and stuff like that, I'll start Gary Harris and then put Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs backing up to start off. But the one thing is that, like, what if Jonathan Isaac does come back and he looks like the guy that we saw before? His oh injury? my god, right? Do you still like? He's gonna have to come off the bench though. I mean, I would have <laughs> like I feel like he's he okay. is, but like I don't know. That's, that's, a, be... that's a good problem to have, but like, yeah. How do you work with that? Like the lineups hmm. from there, because really, I guess a floor spacer. It, it could work. I just I'm just interested to see like how the lineups are gonna work. And then you still have Mo Bamba. He's cool. And then oh my god, Caleb Houston. Let me get a shout out to my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb Houston. Ch- Chumo, Chumo Kiki. yeah, Chumo Kiki, who's also a solid piece too. So overall, I'm not mad at you having uh Orlando. Let me talk my shit while I got pistons at number two. <laughs> yeah. The pistons. They got that. They got a number one pick of their own, K. Cunningham, uh, and committed highway yeah. robbery. I think K. I'm higher on K than I am on Paula. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Actually, nah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If, if K. was in this draft, he would have been number one pick without a doubt. Yeah. And to me, Paula, like I don't think he's like so far off from K. Because he does have like a like he is a basically another big jumbo wing playmaker at six ten, but Kate yeah, is Kate is, is a better shooter right now, and he's a better playmaker overall. And then he has a size advantage over guards or wherever yeah. like wherever they put him. Apollo, he got a mismatch on damn near everybody. Yeah, he's too quick. <laughs> he's too quick or too big for him. <laughs> too skilled. But both of them, I think I'm a little higher on Kate. Yeah. And then the number two guy who they drafted, Jaden Ivey. I think Jaden Ivey is going to be the second best player in his class. We didn't get to see much of him because of he got he sprained his ankle. In summer <laughs> Bro, he's about to... But he had his flashes. Even though he's sometimes he's a little bit too out of control. But once yeah, I was about to say. Once, I feel like it's going to click for him at, probably like at some point. 
and the dynamicness of Kay Cunningham and Jaden Ivy could be one of the best, one of the best backcourts we've seen in the past like ten years. Wait till he see that NBA space in, like just in real, not summer league, like <laughs> regular season. Because the way that they could complement each other's game, because the biggest thing with Jaden Ivy was talking about, oh, the playmaker, oh. can he be a point guard and stuff like that? He's not gonna have to worry about it. If he's going to be the second secondary uh, ball handler to Kate, and then he's getting it off Perfect. handoffs and like doing it where he's at his best, coming off handoffs and attacking, getting downhill and stuff like that, and making plays out of that, he's not going to be actually, oh, he's got to be the floor general for the team and, and learn when to score and when to pass and stuff like that. Because Kate Cunningham, he's, he's a culture changer, Kate. <laughs> Kate was a culture changer. When he was on the court, you notice the difference, uh, getting yeah. players into the right spots and stuff like that. He, like a leader, like yeah, he's a like leader. A general, he's a leader. He could score the ball at all three levels. Could pass the ball, make almost any pass on the court. That, nah, that a, brother, K he's, is amazing. Special. <laughs> he's he, amazing. He's special. So <laughs> he's I feel amazing. like he ha- they have that guy, Jaden Ivy, who I think he, he could be a he's going to be a twenty point scorer in the, in the league. Yeah, I, I think without a doubt. Like, so I feel like Jaden Ivy has potential to be that second guy, and then the other pieces that they have. Sadiq Bay, mm, our guy. He's shown a lot to be like capable of being like at, at best a third guy, but most likely probably like a fourth guy on the team. Yeah, he, he can score the ball. <laughs> He's six eight. He can shoot the ball. He'll shoot shoot the pill off that damn thing. <laughs> and I feel like he's like he fits perfectly with this roster at the three. And then you got Jalen Duran, who a lot of people expected to get drafted drafted higher. And has a high ceiling with his, uh, well, like a high floor with his defense ability. And he's still, yeah. still young. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was about to say. It's chisel. Yeah. <laughs> Him and uh, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, that, that's the chisel. Being that's a big man combination. And like if Jalen Durant can mirror kind of what Robert Williams is doing for the Boston Celtics, he could be the defense anchor for this team for years to come. And you still have a former number two pick in Marvin Bagley, who looked a lot better mm. when he got off that sucker ass team in Sacramento, that stink ass, <laughs> musty ass team in Sacramento. <laughs> he looked a lot better just uh, catching lives <laughs> off, playing off a player like Kate Cunningham and stuff like that. He's a better environment. Like, he just, he can yeah. have fun. Like, nigga, we have fun on the distance. Like, this is a fun team. Yeah, it's a fun team. Right, point and, they still have a guy that's <sighs> killing him. Killing him. I still got I like know. a little bit of stock in killing his. I think yeah, he, I got a little bit. He really just needs to work on his confidence and shooting ability. Because efficiency is horrible, but he could still pass and he could still defend. So he could end up being if he could turn into being like a six man or a backup ball handler for this squad, I feel like it could still be a good outcome for him. Yeah. But it's really, size it really is the shot going to come along for Killian Hayes? Because he does have that size. 6'4", six, 6'5". Yeah. Six, so. Solid athlete. Yeah. He just doesn't have the burst to get past people. That's another big thing about him. But if he can end up being a respectable shooter, I think that's a good outcome. Isaiah Stewart. He cool. Yeah. I don't know what else to really say about Isaiah Stewart. Like, I think he's a he's a solid backup big. But they got yeah. Jalen Durant, who's probably, possibly the biggest of their future. And Isaiah Livers, someone that could shoot the ball. Another, uh, he's probably gonna play like a three or four type position, and he could shoot and defend a little bit. 
not no crazy defender, but in the NBA, you need wings. You need wings kind of like Isaiah Livers and Sadiq Bay type of modes. Now, Hamadou yeah. Diallo is just an athlete. I'm not high on Hamadou. All right. <laughs> oh, I got to talk. But overall, why I got the Pistons number two is Kay Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. Hmm. I'm not mad at it. If there's any backcourt that I'm taking out of any out of any young cores that we pick, I'll take this <laughs> backcourt. A- I think this backcourt in the future is going to be better than John Moran and Desmond Bain. And that's probably the best backcourt right now that we probably talked about. Because Jaden Ivey is going to be way better than Desmond Bain. <laughs> and Kay Cunningham could be like, well, he could be, you added it, yeah. yeah he I, could be an MVP candidate, no like we said about yeah. John Moran. Yeah, I, yeah. So I feel like that's not even that's not. I, I feel like kind of like like really not a no brainer <laughs> for the overall backcourt. That's not. I don't think that'll be uh, a debate. And if Kate like he started off the season slow, but he picked it up in like the last couple games. Let's see if I can bring up the numbers. But yeah, if he, he was could, talking crazy, he's gonna take a, he's gonna take another leap. If he could take a big leap, and other players also get better for the Pistons squad. Don't be surprised if they're playing team next year. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if they're, they're that surprise playing team like the Cavs uh, this past year or the Knicks made it to the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're about to be that hot, <laughs> but they could be a playing team. Playing team. Last 21 games, Kate averaged 21 points per game, six rebounds, six assists, one steal, and 0.7 blocks on 45. Didn't shoot good from three on 29 percent, but 83 from the three point. That's 21, 6, and 6 as a rookie <laughs> in his last 21 games when he started to figure it out. Cool, Don't be surprised <laughs> if he, he can put up those numbers next year. Facts. And I was about to say, like, yeah, like, what if he ever comes out on average or something like that? Another thing with K-Dog I want to see him improve upon is taking care of the ball. Because mm. I remember people were getting on him at Oklahoma State where he averaged more – I think he might have averaged more turnovers than assists. I think he averaged, like, I mean, turnovers, like, 3.5 yeah. assists. During the stretch, yeah, he also averaged four turnovers a game. So, oh, mm, there, okay. there's room for him to take care of the ball and make – because sometimes he – sometimes he does have, like, tendencies where he makes, like, the last of days of passes. If he could prove on mm. that, which I think he will as time goes on, because he, he a smart guy. Yeah, I must say he's a high IQ player. But all right, so who is your number three? Uh, my number three. Oh, is OKC. All right, so we talked about them. So we gotta go to number one. Yeah. We talked about every other team, and yeah. the number one young core, New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, led by the duo of Zion Williamson just, and Brandon. Just all of those two alone. <laughs> like, yeah, just those two, just one. <laughs> and, like all of those two alone, bro. Who's the, who do you think is the best player on the Pelicans? Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram? <laughs> I don't I mean, think I don't think there's a wrong answer. I'll say that. Like, yeah. Cause obviously, like, I guess, and I I mean overall, of course, like before he got injured and stuff, I like Zion, I guess, was there. But when we look at what BI was doing now, like regular season and playoffs, like, bro, he was that he was <laughs> he is he's been here for a minute. So I feel like it's like it's a balance there. Yeah, because Zion Wilson before, like, when he had that fully healthy season, he was better than Brandon Ingram that year. But the leap that – the jump that Brandon Ingram taking, going back to being at least a respectable defender and the playmaking and just, like, the overall leadership. 
like he took over as a leader like in the offseason we already I don't want to discuss too much about that but like when he was on the court the Pelicans are actually a good basketball team when he was on the court they was <laughs> Orlando Magic bat <laughs> so Brandon he carried a lot of the load but that's a good problem to have when uh, both of those guys nice. could arguably be the best player on the court on any given night. And this duo. I Look at the other people. If they stay healthy, they get it. They get it at least two championships. Yeah, I'm a Duke fan, so I probably got my bias. Well, I'm buying it. I, I'm, I'm, buying I'm it. saying. They, they're, and when it's all said and done, they can, <laughs> they, I see them win at least two championships together. I'm buying into it. Zion Wilson, like, if, he, if he could reach his ceiling, bro. When the last fully, the last time we seen Zion fully healthy, bro, he was really doing monstrous stuff. Nah, yeah, 20, 27 points on sixty percent shooting. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, he's he making big. Yo, he's making. Remember when he was on the Rudy Gobert like first game of the season and shit. His rookie, <laughs> like preseason all that shit. Like when he, the shit he was doing to bigger guys was just unreal. Like everything was so like I felt like it just was gonna bounce happen for him. Like all the great stuff, bro. Like he just 60, made it so easy and quick. Shot sixty-two percent on two-point shots. <laughs> he was more efficient than Giannis in year two. And imagine how much like that type of threat. And imagine like what we see Bi now. He say now everybody closing in in the paint. You got Bi and all these other guys on the perimeter. And a lot of thing that's the thing that's gonna help with Brandon Ingram's game is with Zion coming back that he's not going to – because they was double – B.I. was, like, among, like, one of the players that was most double this past year. And rightfully so because yeah. you rather yeah. – because in the beginning of the season, who else was a <laughs> secondary guy other than Brandon Ingram if, if he wasn't creating a shot? It would be, like, a guy in the kill out Alexander Walker, Devontae Grant. So you're going to help off them. And overall, as a team, the Pelicans were, wasn't a good three-point shooting team. So – a lot of defense is keying on Brandon Ingram and forcing a lot of double teams. And you saw his uh, playmaking pop because he was able to make a lot of passes out of double teams and stuff like that. And making passes out of double teams is, is really important. Yeah. It's important because as a, as a superstar guy and a top guy, you're going to get double teamed a lot. So being able to find your teammates and stuff like that, because KD struggled a little bit in, in that Celtics series, just being slow, um, making passes and shit like that. So what Brandon Engel was able to do playmaking wise is gonna you can't force he's not gonna he's gonna have a lot more one on one looks because you're not yeah. gonna double off a t- player like Zion and Zion is gonna command a lot of double teams himself. <laughs> and not out. one guy is gonna stop him from getting to the basket. And I think that's gonna help Brandon Engel's three point shooting get back up to like a 38 percent clip. And they're gonna work well off each other because I remember there was during that talk, oh, can these players uh, play good with each other? And uh, that, was, that was just nonsense to me. <laughs> this could possibly arguably be the best duo in the league in a couple years. Mm. But enough talking about the top two guys. Let's talk about the other surrounding pieces. Herb Jones. Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. My goodness. Nickname is Stray Jacket on uh, Basketball Reference. <laughs> also not on Herb. Yeah. I think it's a Stray Jacket. Remember that, that meme? It was like a, it was, it was like a cop in a yeah. cop uniform. <laughs> nah, like the Pelicans fans, they got hella memes and Herb Jones and stuff. Like that. Nah, that's funny as hell. Defensively, as a wing, damn near as good as it gets. 
He is arguably a top five, top three wing defender in the league. He's arguably a better <laughs> defender than Mikel Bridges right now. That's how good Herb Jones is defensively. And he yeah. improved like a lot from college on his shooting. And that's a lot yeah, of credit facts. to Fred Vincent. He ended up shooting 84% from the free throw line. I know, hmm. I don't know what he shot in college, but it damn sure wasn't that hot. <laughs> there wasn't. And they man, intensity, the way we saw in the playoffs with the whole Chris Paul shit, and like this is not backing down at all. Like this bro, fight, he's just a dog. They got some dogs. All everybody's a dog, bro. And you got Zion waiting to be unleashed too, because he's he hurt. <laughs> you know Zion definitely hurt all the <laughs> yeah. all the fat jokes and stuff Facts. like that. Yeah, and shit, we I, nigga, I got my shit off, but it was really like <laughs> <laughs> nah, Zion, because I'm not a good cat. I'm not a good cat. Yeah, we all got our jokes all about Zion uh, right. and the gumbo and stuff like that. Nah, like, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, like it was like it wasn't that it wasn't serious. <laughs> we all want to <laughs> see Zion get better and like healthy. And I'm glad to see that what's it called? Like he ended up signing that extension and getting his money. And he's gonna be, he's gonna, we're gonna see him motivate Zion next year. Facts. Then after Herb, you got Trey Murphy. Who yeah, you got Trey Murphy, Houston, another wing. Like suit, imagine those wing. four on the court together. Oh my <laughs> And then you have a CJ Man. as like a small ball lineup. Like say if Zion cuz that that's another thing that I kind of want to see with this court. Can Zion play like a small ball five? And then you have a uh, Trey Murphy, uh Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram, three wings that's like 6869 huh. <laughs> uh running around. And then even if you want to if Dyson Daniels like in a couple years uh, he's another like yeah, six seven that's... guy. Like if he can end up finding a shot, if you have a five man lineup with that versatility, oh my, that's God. ridiculous. That's a headache <laughs> defensively. That's ridiculous. And then you like throw the... buckets on the floor. Yeah, they have they have like out of out of all the teams that we talked about, they just have the most perfect court. You have that number one guy. Yeah. You have two guys that can average twenty five a game, twenty five plus a game. The top two guys. It doesn't matter who you think is the best player uh, between Zion and Brandon Ingram. On any given night, they could be the best player in the court, like I said before. And then you got the role players and Herb Jones, who could be uh, all all defensive team even next year yes, in the second yeah, year. Yeah, next year. You have uh, Trey Murphy, who's going to be another breakout sophomore, who is lighting it up in summer league and was creating his own shot for himself. He's going to be a sniper. He's going to get so much open looks from Zion Williamson. <laughs> like, yeah. They have, every, they have everything. Uh, Jackson Hayes, I don't know how to – I'm not stupid high on Jackson Hayes, but him and Brandon yeah. Ingram was like one of the most efficient pick and roll uh, duos in the league. So we'll see how he does. And he started playing his best when he was at the four, but I don't know how much I don't know I don't know how much uh, he's gonna get at the four with Trey Murphy getting more minutes and Zion Wilson coming back. So we'll see with Jackson Hayes. Uh, Dyson Daniels, we didn't get to see too much of him, but defensively, I still like Dyson Daniels. Yeah, the shot could you never know, never yeah, know what that the could shot be was looking years. better in like the, the combine and stuff like that, but it still remains to see. But Fred Vincent, the guru, so he's probably gonna get his shit right. Uh, you got Jose Alvarado, another dude that's mm. has defensively. The only thing I think the Pelicans are really missing is probably like a rim protecting five. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, they, that's definitely what it is. We, we kind of that's what we have. They probably hope with Jackson Hayes, in a sense, like early, but you know, that's yeah, that's just still there to be seen. And then even like the, the other questions is like, what are they going to do with Kyra Lewis? And then let's see how EJ Liddell comes back from his injury. Yeah, I, let's see how that. To me, I don't know uh, if Kyra Lewis is that too much part of this future. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like, they have Jose Alvarado who developed yeah, and yeah. Uh, Dyson Daniels who they just drafted. 
And he's coming off an ACL injury, so I don't know how, like, how how much money he's even going to get next year. So I'm not stupid high on Ky- Kyra Hayes. I said Kyra Hayes. Uh, yeah. Kyra Lewis. Kyra Lewis. Yeah. Is there anybody else that we're missing? EJ Liddell. Uh, he's yeah, Najee not- Marshall. Najee Marshall, uh, just another guy that does compete. I just like the Pelican squad because they they have like the young what's it called, like the role players to complement the stars. Facts, and they're just like the right they do they all have their own thing like, like they all bring something different, in the sense, like they all have their own strength. It's not like all like kind of like like when we was looking at the Thunder, like they all kind of like in the same mold in a way. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean. I feel like this is like the perfect, the perfect like type of core. Facts. Cause there's not too many like really question marks. And then that's much people that need the ball uh, in terms of that. Like it's like a lot of people could just do. Yeah, it just it's really just like a great situation. Yeah. So number one, you got the New Orleans Pelicans. All right, where'd you? Let me ask this: Where does would the Celtics be number one if Jalen Brown was still twenty four? No, no. Jalen Brown, Tatum, Rob. It'll be Jalen Brown, Tatum, Robert Williams, uh, Ooh, Grant Williams, and Payton Pritchard. No, and I guess uh, JD Davis. No, no, they probably no, no. Nah. I was not Pelicans number one. I'm taking the Pelicans too. Celtics would be definitely number two, though. Yeah. Because like I said on my Twitter, Brandon Ingram is closer to Jason Tatum than he is Jalen Brown. And now we can move on to the next discussion. Is... <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's have the discussions that I've been posting on my Instagram for the past two weeks uh, of who do we think is better. So let me pull that up real quick, and we could we could discuss, and I'll give my reasonings for who I had. But let me find it first. All right, here we go. So I posted, Brand, who is better, Brandon Ingram or Jalen Brown? 70% of people went with Jalen Brown. Oh, my God. <sighs> when did they go put some respect on B.I. name, bro? <laughs> it's been far too long. People have been on this type of weird, like, huh? Remember, huh I don't even want to bring that up, but the disrespect has gone a little too far. I think I think the thing with Brandon Ingram, why he kind of gets like this kind of underrated is – because the last time people were really watching Brandon Ingram was when he played LeBron that one LA. year. Yeah. So I feel like he kind of still gets, like, he's not that guy type of thing. Like, they still had that type of – they still think he's similar to that same player, but he's way better than he when he was. Yeah, he's light years farther than that. What does Jalen Brown do to better than Brandon Ingram? <laughs> like, that's what I'm really trying to figure out with <laughs> Cause we let's talk about this right now. I kill you. You, you tell me, cause I, I I'm probably looked at as oh this nigga biased. This nigga love Brandon Ingram. 
But nah, what does Jalen Brown do better than Brandon? Why is Jalen Brown better than Brandon? <laughs> like, like, I can't really tell you for real. Like, I just, I don't know what, what does he do for, for better than for. I feel like Brandon was a better like Brandon was a better boy in Blue Dam, which we I think I feel like I was a full display. A better ball like handler and a better shot creator. Yeah, I about to say better shot creator. Better overall score. Because I remember, all right, what did I say? Uh, let me go back to it. I was like, Brandon Ingram is better at Jalen Brown at everything than defense and three point shooting. And then somebody was like, oh, that's like that's like two important things: defense and three point shooting. The difference between Brandon Ingram three point shooting and Jalen Brown three point shooting. Brandon Ingram he had a he had a down year this year from three, shot thirty two percent from three. But like the previous two years, he shot like thirty nine percent. Jalen Brown is definitely a better three point shooter than Brandon. Ingram. Other than that, overall scoring, Jalen Brown is not – he's not fucking Brandon overall scoring. <laughs> Crane own shot. And the thing is, we've seen – like, Jalen Brown has the luxury of having the second-best defender – second-best wing defender, Uzi Gardner, because they mostly focus on Jason Tatum. I was about to say that. But we've seen when Brandon Ingram was the number one guy, and when he was drawing all these double teams, he was still getting his numbers, still doing his thing, getting to his spots. Making better passes and reads out of that Jalen Brown can only fucking dream of making. Mid-range, oh, Brandon Ingram is top five. If if he's not top five, he's definitely top ten mid-range scores in the game. And what you need in the playoffs is somebody that can get to his spots wherever and rise over anybody. Brandon Ingram could do that. I seen Amaya B at least a pickpocket Jalen Brown and consistently <laughs> lose the damn it, lose his hand, lose the ball, and be what's it called? He's he just don't got crazy handles like that. He'll have his plays where he own. Oh, and I nah Jalen Brown will have that nigga plays where he's like, oh my God, like he hit that nigga with some crazy shit. <laughs> but a lot of times Jalen Brown's handles do be looking robotic and stiff, and he be that should be loose as hell. <laughs> and then defense, Jalen Brown is not who people think he is defensively. I definitely agree. I've been noticing that. He is an overrated defender. I'm not saying Jalen Brown's a better bad, bad defender, yeah. But the yeah. way niggas make it seem like Jalen Brown fucking Jimmy Butler defensively <laughs> or something like that. He's not that. There's still a lot of times you see Jalen Brown off ball defenses. Like if you see, if you see like Celtics fans that really watch, they talk about Jalen Brown's off ball defense being awful a lot because he gets lost sometimes and loses his man. On ball defense, like he he definitely has his plays where he's good defensively, but overall. Jalen Brown's not the defender that niggas think he is. But the I offense, the, I think the thing that sets Brandon Ingram apart of Jalen Brown is the offensive gap. And, like, those other things you mentioned, like the three-point shooting, like how much far off the defense, like, even though, of course, Jalen Brown, he's, he's a good defender, but, like, B.I., I feel like he's definitely improved on defense. Like, I feel like he's a respectable defender. Yeah, respectable, serviceable, like, He's not a negative defender anymore, like he was like yeah. the last two years. Like, and I feel I still feel like there's even more room. Like, they could it could be still more growth to that. Like, and what I think is, if bro, I I hope the KD and uh, Jalen Brown trade ends up happening, bro. So niggas can really <laughs> just realize this. Jalen Brown is on his team that like he's not that guy. Like, I know he. All right, no. The thing that I think really people are caught up on is the Celtics series against the Warriors when he because he was better than Jason Tatum. Oh yeah. But if you watch that damn series or watch overall in the playoffs, there's a lot of times, a lot of a lot of times where Jalen Brown goes missing. 
But he'll have that he'll add that quarter that he erupts for 15 and a quarter and stuff like that. Yeah. Niggas are just they'll recognize they'll remember that. But when Jalen Brown go missing, nobody gonna say anything. <laughs> but what was that? It was the one sequence in that series where that nigga just kept doing so much. Like it was towards the end of the game. I remember. I think it was the, was it the game that they won the championship. But he just had like so much like <laughs> this guy was just doing a bunch of just like oh he couldn't get nothing. Like he was turning the ball over, missing, just breaking shit. Just doing hella bone. It was just looking so like rough. Like I, th- I feel like it was a championship game. Like towards the end of the game, if I'm not mistaken, like he just it just nothing to go right for him at that one point. It's just like they could have bring them like get themselves back engaged and stuff. Like it was just yeah. I just don't feel like he's a, he's not a number one guy. Uh, he's not. Jaylen and then another poll that I posted was uh, Demar Derozan and Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown lost it by a little bit, but like I, the thing I said if. If I'm picking one of these guys to be on number one, I'm taking DeMar DeRozan. But for number two, I'll take Jalen Brown. Yeah. I think Jalen Brown's a number two. Ain't nothing wrong with that. A lot of niggas, <laughs> most, of the, most of the league is, what's it called? A lot of guys in the league could be a number number two. Andrew Wiggins was just a number two on the championship team. <laughs> Facts. <bro. laughs> but he a high-level number two. Jalen Brown could play any team or one play like Jalen Brown. Facts. Imagine Jalen Brown on the Hawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine Jalen Brown on like the Hornets. He'll like a lot of teams will love to have Jalen Brown, but shit. Put Brandon Ingram on the damn Celtics next to fucking uh Jason Tatum <laughs> and see what the that fuck happens. Niggas would have been holding up the damn trophy. No, how about this? Put Jalen Brown on the Pelicans in that series. Niggas would have really had chat. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, nah. imagine, imagine if what's the call? It? Teams are just loading up on uh, Jalen Brown like they did for Brandon Ingram. <laughs> oh my god, bro, he not making them damn playmaking passeries. <laughs> but they stripping that nigga all day. Come on, Jalen Brown's tough though. I, 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 yeah. I, I give, I, I, I gotta give my respect to Jalen Brown because he's definitely improved upon what he was from at Cal, like offensively. One thing I can say about Jalen Brown, he, he is like he's maximizing himself as a player. But he ain't Brandon Ingram. <laughs> he ain't Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the next polls I want to talk about is K Cunningham and Lamelo Ball. Uh, wait, well, well, how did that go? I voted K. You want to hear how it go? How it went? What was like seventy percent Lamelo or some something like that? Eighty-eight percent Lamelo ball. Damn, eighty-eight percent. Ball to cut in here. I knew it. Like every the two polls I put up, I put up for a reason. I put the Cade and, <laughs> and Lamelo and Darius Garland and Lamelo. I, I just wanted a temperature check because I know a lot of people that voted on Lamelo. You know them niggas be watching House of Highlights. Yeah, how's the holiday? You know, niggas not Lamello. really watching the Hornets game. Lamelo niggas, niggas got a crush on Lamelo. <laughs> yes, niggas, they, nah, niggas do got a crush on Lamelo. <laughs> niggas be having crushes on niggas. Lamelo niggas tough. I'm not even gonna hold you. He's definitely yeah, he's, uh, yeah. expectations. But K Cunningham, what color? What what can Lamelo do that K Cunningham can't? <laughs> K is a more complete scorer in a, in a half court too. That's another thing that sets him apart from Lamelo. Lamelo, mm. although he's definitely a better flashy playmaker, Cade is, I think they're in the same level of playmaking in a minute. <laughs> you would have a lot of uh, 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 hot seaters. You would have a lot of Lamelo fans. <laughs> Shit, it's cool. 
by year three, Caden is going to be better than LaMelo Ball. Ooh, I agree. That's my take. Uh, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, 81% went Donovan Mitchell. I ain't John Morant. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I, I, voted, I, think I did vote. I forgot who I voted for. I think I, I, think I, I'll, take, John Morant. I'll take John Morant, but it's definitely yeah. way closer than like 81 to 19%. I think Donovan Mitchell's kind of getting a little bit underrated. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought at one point he was getting like a little overrated. Yeah, and then now, now I play it. Just now it, like it just turned like completely other way. Yeah. All right, the next one: Devin Booker and Trey Young. I'm taking Trey Young over Devin Booker. <laughs> well, how did that go? Seventy-six percent, Devin Booker. Ooh, I did not expect it to be that much. I'm taking Trey Young. Offensively, Trey Young is a better offensive player than Devin Booker. <laughs> Ooh. That a hot take? I'm not mad. Nah, I'm not mad. Nah, I ain't mad. Trey Young is he's he's a top ten offensive player in the league today. Arguably top three playmaker in the league today. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. He puts he he does like he's a how's it? He's he the whole the, he's the engine of the damn Hawks. Yeah. I want to say, like, he, he's like that, and he puts him up in a hurry. Like, <laughs> you can get it up, like, quick. Like, he could be, like, a microwave all game. Like, uh, if you put a microwave on for, like, 48 minutes <laughs> type shit, like. Yeah, I'm taking Trey. Even though that nigga's a plate defensively, but Devin Booker ain't, ain't much of a defender anyway. <laughs> Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum, 77%. Luka. Was Luka. Yeah, I, I love Tatum, but she. Hey, you know, if, if Luca was on the Celtics, nigga, they would have been holding out the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker is cold. Yeah. If he had the Celtics defense with that behind him, oh my god! Nah, yeah, that's nah, yeah, that's a chip. <laughs> that's a chip. Nah, that's and then he chip. got a second guy in Jalen Brown. Oh god! The second guy would be Jalen Brown instead of Jalen Brunson. Oh my god! Like, but Joey Styles said, oh, my God. <laughs> nice. That would be ridiculous. No, no, it's funny. Well, like, facts, uh, that would have been stupid. I'm just going to get to what I really want you to get to. <laughs> uh, now, nah, we're we going to get there. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yo, this is crazy, too. Niggas, you still remember that shit I posted earlier? Yeah, I got a nigga right now really trying to defend Russell Westbrook. He still put up 18 and 7 and 7. Oh my god, bro. He said what? He still put up 18 7 to 7. It's a down year. Bro, Come stop. <laughs> Come on. Bro, I'm crying. No, uh, Tyrese Halliburton and Anthony Simons, 62% was Tyrese Halliburton, 38. Oh. I thought about to say Anthony Simons. I was like, whoa. All right, last one yeah. before I had to restart this. Shea versus Darius Garland. That was Shea. <laughs> I, I did it. 55% Shea, 45 Darius Garland. I'll take Darius Garland, but I'm not mad at Shea at all. That's what I got. I just I think I just like uh I put out like uh Garland's combination of scoring and, and passing 
better. But, yeah. And alongside better being a better shooter than Shea. But Shay, that man, I thing I like about Shay, that nigga gets to the rim damn near whenever he wants. And he just <laughs> yeah, so smooth. So oh my yeah, he's so smooth and crafty. All right, getting back to uh people I post on Instagram, who was better? You know, I had to pause this John. I had to argue with somebody. The nigga was talking stupid about them. We go, we go get to that. We go get to that. Then. Fred Van Fleet, Jalen Brunson, fifty nine percent pick. Uh, Fred Van Fleet. I'll take Fred. Uh, yeah. Bradley Bill and Zach Levine, sixty two percent went Bradley Bill. I agree. Cat and Bam. I went with Bam. I went with Bam. 73% went with Cat, though. <laughs> Bam, offensively, he is just not aggressive at all. But I feel like people kind of expect a little bit too much out of Bam offensively because he's never been that guy to be, like, aggressive like that. And though we've seen Flash and him, uh, like, get to that, like, close shot and then pull in mid-range and stuff like that. But he's just never been that. He was mostly just a play finisher offensively. But he started yeah. to develop a little bit more. But uh, next one, Damian Lillard and James Harden. This nigga keeps DMing me and he's just throwing me <laughs> off right now. Because I believe this nigga still talking some dumb shit. But we, I'm telling you, we go, we go get there. We go get there. We go get to the end. I can't wait. get to the end of this. Damian Lillard. Uh, I think give me Damian. Yeah, I'll say Damian right now, but I'm not be I'm not gonna be surprised if Harden does come back with a little bit of redemption. Yeah. But he got a little bit back into better shape. Hopefully that hamstring stuff is behind him, and we'll see what Harden could do next year. I wouldn't be surprised if he does end up being better in Dame next year, though. Who will be better, Anthony Edwards and, and Jalen Green? Anthony Edwards. This was by far. <laughs> The ugliest poll. 95% went with Anthony Edwards. 5% <laughs> went with Jalen Green. Oh, give me Anthony Edwards over uh, Malik Monk plus plus. <laughs> oh. Give me, me Jalen Green over uh, what's it called? Jason Jason Richardson with the person out. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'll just talk about <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, damn. All right. We, we are here. But I'm saving this for last. I'm gonna come back to this one. LeBron and, and Luca. Uh I think I told Luca. <laughs> I, I went with I LeBron. LeBron. I'm not yeah, mad I, if I, I pick Luca. Yeah, I don't even mad at LeBron because I feel like I was like a toss up. Yeah, 73% went with LeBron. Desmond Bain and Gary Trent, 62% was Desmond Bain, 38 Gary Trent. Kyrie and Chris Paul. I thought this was about to be a lot closer, but 83% went with Kyrie. Oh, really? It's way closer than MP Wings. 83%. <laughs> shit, it just must be hella Jersey people voting on this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie and Chris Paul is definitely a conversation. And uh, I'll take Kyrie, but I ain't no Chris Paul guy like that. I mean, Cook Paul. It was getting locked up by Reggie Bullock in the playoffs. Uh, Bradley Bill and Donovan Mitchell. 53% one with Bradley Bill. 47. Really? Yeah. 47 Donovan Mitchell. Give me I think I'll Mitchell. I think I'll go Donovan Mitchell. Give me Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Curry and Kevin Durant. Oh, give me Curry. 
I'm taking Curry. Fifty nine percent with KD. But a lot of like a couple of people swiped up. It was like, oh, I, what's it called? KD is definitely better than Curry and stuff like that. Niggas is still saying that what's it called? Curry is a system player, but niggas don't realize that he is the damn system. How you? If, if Stephen Curry is a system player, who else can you plug in this system and and that could fill Stephen Curry's role to what he does? Come on, bro. And I'll wait. Well, niggas, niggas say like Damian Lillard or something. Damian Lillard is not winning a championship in 2015 and 2017. I and this year to me, Damian Lillard won a championship with KD on the roster. You know, it's KD, but other rings, the two rings without KD, I don't see Damian Lillard winning, or especially doing what fucking Stephen Curry does. Curry's better than KD. I think that should have proved that this year in the playoffs. Anthony Edwards and Drew Holiday. Give me that. This is tough. I'm not confident. I, I, yeah. I feel like Drew Holiday is better. But I feel like this is kind of like a similar to uh, the DeMar DeRozan and Jalen Brown. Yeah. But kind of, actually, I don't know. It's really tough because Drew Holiday is like the best guard defender in the league. He's better than Marcus Smart defensively. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me that. And then he can still score and playmate. But Anthony yeah. Edwards, on the other hand, he's still like he definitely has a high, higher like. How, how, what am I trying to say? It's like ceiling. Nah, yeah, I'm talking about like right now. Offensively, Anthony Edwards is definitely like a better like scoring. Other than that, Drew Holiday does it better. And consistently, Anthony Edwards is not fully there offensively. And some things, decision-making, like what he that, that knucklehead play that he made. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh, my God. That Grizzlies and Timberwolves series, niggas was really doing some nuts shit. That was just, that was just so much youth. You could, like, the youth was on display. Like, some of the decision-making that they were making. But... I'll take Anthony Edwards definitely this up and coming season. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Paul George and Devin Booker. 51%. This is the closest one. 51% was Paul George. Give me Paul George. I, no, I think I, yeah, give me Paul George. Yeah. I'll take Paul Booker. George. He could score just as good as Devin Booker. Playmaker not too far off. Defensively, just blows him out of the water. Paul George is better. <laughs> and he damn near beat he damn near beat the damn Suns without Dan Kawhi. Right. So that, so that, Would have went to yeah. seven and DeAndre and then get that uh game winning dunk. It was really right there without Kawhi. And Paul George averaged like 28 and like 10 rebounds a game in that series. Yeah. Trey Young and John Morant. I got John Morant. 68% when John Morant. Trey Young is better than John Moran, bro. <laughs> I'm just sorry to tell y'all niggas. He is a better scorer than John Moran. Playmaking, he's John Moran's not been fucking with Trey Young. So what 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 does John Moran do better? <laughs> Hit the gritty better? That's it. <laughs> Fuck. That's all I gotta say. Cause I, I nobody wanna talk about it. don't bring no damn defense into this discussion. Nah, Trey Young is a horrific <laughs> defender. 
But I Y'all seen Pat Bev do some shit. I never seen Pat Bev do it. Yo, nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> Bev is going stupid. That he made was, like, me. Doing, like, I, I lost boy. some respect for John Moran after I seen. Nah, yeah, I was like, damn. Going at that. Nigga. He was like the. He was like the little boy gesture. I'm like, hey, yo. bro. He was calling his own number off the dribble. <laughs> I was like, nah, this is nuts, man. I'm taking, I'm taking Trey. How about say that's another that <laughs> Always compound uh, Trey Young and John Morant. <laughs> that's another uh, example of people thinking athleticism equals defense. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of really another average. thing with Anthony Edwards too, a little bit. Even though Anthony Edwards definitely a better defender, but I think people yeah. kind of a little bit overrated on defensively. Lamelo and Darius Garland. I think I went there. No, I, I forgot about yours. Damn, who did I uh, pick? I can pull up the results and see. Yeah, so let's see what I picked. I think I went Lamelo. Yeah, I think you went Lamelo. I don't see you on yeah. Darius. Uh, yeah, I went Lamelo. I'm taking Darius Garland. Hmm. Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum. I think I went Joel Embiid. I think you went Tatum. Yeah, I went Tatum, and. If it's regular season-wise, I'm taking Joel Embiid. But once we get to the postseason, <laughs> I'm taking Jason Tatum because at least I know that nigga's going to be healthy. <laughs> right. That is true. Bro, Embiid every year gets hurt. And then even then, although everybody want to blame that damn Hawk series on Ben Simmons, let's not forget that Joel Embiid was folding. <laughs> nah, you know, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I – that's one thing I did not like. Like, he literally was folding, bro. <laughs> let's not forget that. But moving on, Jalen Brown, uh, DeMar DeRozan, 56 was uh, DeMar DeRozan. Brandon Ingram and Zach Levine, 60% was Brandon Ingram. Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, 65% voted for Jordan Poole. This is an interesting one. R.J. Barrett and Scotty Barnes. Uh, I think I went R.J. Barrett. I was thinking about my I went Scotty Barnes. Ooh, for real? Oh, yeah, I think I do. I want Scotty Barnes. It's close, though. I think for me, the reason why I didn't go RJ Barrett is he needs to be more efficient scorer. Yeah. I was going <laughs> right, because Scotty Barnes all around, too, and he's a more yeah. versatile defender. Yeah, that, that does bring something into play. I'm not even mad at it for real. Yeah, I'm not mad if you go either one. But let's move on to the last one. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. All right. What time? Oh shit! I got practice at five thirty-two. <laughs> so let me let me let me get this out of the way. Let, let me try and spend a little bit, little. All right, let me just get into it. Brother, I'll put Westbrook. Who is better, Westbrook or Patrick Beverly? 89% went Russell Westbrook. I'm taking Patrick Beverly. Let me get this out of the way before, you know, the Russell haters come at me. Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer. Russell Westbrook. Great father. Is a great father. <laughs> great family man. Great family man. 
you heard a lot of good reviews from his teammates about Russell Westbrook. A nice, probably a nice guy off the court. Nigga can't dress, but it's okay. So a, lot of, a lot of people in the league can't dress. He is a top 10 point guard of all time. Average a triple-double four years in a row. We probably not going to see that again. But you know what I don't want to see again? Russell Westbrook on my damn team. <laughs> Why is that? Break that down. What's he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great point. Why would you not want to average? He averaged 18, 7, and 7. Just off, just off the box score. That's pretty good numbers. That's that's good numbers. A lot of people, a lot of people in their career not averaging 18, 7, and 7. They damn sure, they might not even do that in the game. Oh, when I tell you this, that was the most, the least impactful 18, 7, and 7 <laughs> of all time. Would I be a hater if I said that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the game, you, I mean, I feel like it's clear as that. Would I be a hater because he can't shoot? If no, I said sir. that, am I am I hating because Russell Russell can't shoot? Am I hating because Russell Russell had the most missed layups this season? Oh, Bert, like that's like a stat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> him and RJ Bear were top two in the most missed layups this year. <laughs> oh, I think you might have brought that up earlier. Yes, I yeah. Would I be hating? Because Russell Westbrook was uh, like top three in turnovers, given the fact that a lot of people said that he was used wrong and he was, uh, what's it called? He didn't have the ball enough in his hands and he was uh, told to <laughs> be in the corner. But he, at, despite that, having the third most turnovers in the whole, in the whole season, Russell's not getting enough touches and he's not able to really? be himself and he's not like, <laughs> able to play his game. <laughs> am, am I wrong for saying that <laughs> Patrick Beverly? Was more impactful to winning this year for the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> than Russell Westbrook. He was though. It's funny because he really, he really was though. Like, no, okay, let's let's do this. If you put Westbrook, okay, wait. I don't know how I'm about it. I'm with this. <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me think about this real quick because I don't want to. I don't want to sound crazy. No, I no no. I, I'm gonna say <laughs> if Patrick Beverly was on the Los Angeles Lakers this year, <laughs> we wouldn't have been in the plan. <laughs> oh man! I, f- I firmly believe that. I firmly believe. That. <laughs> I firmly believe that. I, I know Russ. I know Patrick Beverly is not giving you eighteen seven and seven, but what Patrick yeah, Beverly is is giving you respectable is. shooting and playing defense. Defense. The biggest lie that any 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 uh, the biggest lie I've heard in basketball was that Russell Westbrook gave it a hundred percent when he was on the court. Stop. <laughs> Y'all want to tell me that lie again when he doesn't play defense after he turns the ball over and doesn't get back? And takes no kind of after, <laughs> after, what's it called? Multiple times where he just loses man defensively and that just costs us like it did when we was playing against the Nets on Christmas Day. Another time mm-hmm. when he was uh, leaving, I think it was against Dallas, leaving somebody open in the corner and stuff like that, over helping. Mm-hmm. Like when Patrick, when Reggie Jackson was shooking and jiving and shaking and baking <laughs> for the game when it shot when he saw <laughs> Russell Russell guarding him. 
He was on a ski. Now he turned to Ray Foster. Nigga was on a skip with his loo. I'm like, hell no. What's this? Nigga thought it was Rock Park coming off the court when, it, when the game is on the line. They down one. I was, I was like, this dude over here skipping to the Lewis. I'm like, hell but, no. But I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating because I watched the fucking games and I know y'all didn't. Because if y'all if y'all watched the Lakers this year, y'all know how bad Russell Westbrook was. What positive that he contributed on the damn court? He's averaging seven turnovers while he's taking when most of his – what's it called? <laughs> he averaged basically more than four turnovers because some of the damn shots is basically as good as a return. <laughs> but I'm hating. I've never heard that it's, But it's Frank Vogel's fault because Russell Westbrook is missing layups. He's turning yeah. the ball over. He was at the top of the backboard. He's not even hitting the damn rim and shooting air balls. I've never seen a professional basketball player had so many bad misses like that. And y'all going to say it's the damn coach's fault. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself right now. Listen to yourself. No, because niggas really sound stupid, bro. Really trying to defend this shit. Because if we was to go play pickup right now, and if I was on your team and I was doing the shit that Russell Westbrook's doing, what are you going to say? Why is he on the team? Why is he here? This nigga's (laughs) ass. Wait, oh, what's the call? Y'all must have forgot who Westbrook was. I know who Westbrook was last year. Last year, I gave him his credit. Did I not give him his credit when he was averaging triple-double and helping nah, him go to the playing last you year? Did. I gave him his credit. You did. I remember we, we, we was talking, we, we was, I think, I think me, no, nah, I don't know if Jay was. I know I was talking shit. He was like, nah, you fucking like, oh, Westbrook, like, <laughs> Westbrook is playing way better and stuff. You got to give him credit. And we, I remember we, at the end of the season, we was like, yeah, we give Russell credit. Like, we was making him up. And then when he got traded to Lakers, I hated it. But I'm like, all right, I'm, I got to give him a chance. Like. If, if he could change, the biggest thing is, if Russ Russell could change, we wouldn't be in this position right now. If Russ Russell developed a damn jump shot, we wouldn't be in this position right now. If Russ Russell's fans didn't hype him up to what he was about to do this year on the Lakers, we wouldn't be in this position right now. If Russ Russell was again paid the most money on the team and still doing this dumb shit, blaming the coach and stuff like that, oh, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff for changing, oh, you know, but this nigga doesn't want to move off ball, nigga can't improve on shooting, nigga can't do shit when the ball's not in his hands, nigga's not going to defend. What is he going to do? But niggas gonna tell me, oh, it's just a down year. Come on, man. Bro, I, I I beg this question right now. What team will start Russell Westbrook right now if he was released? There is not a one team in the league right now that will start Russell Westbrook. Because either <laughs> they're they're rebuilding or they're trying to win. No rebuilding team is gonna take on Westbrook because what is he gonna provide? No team that's trying to win a championship is gonna take on Westbrook because he's not trying to sacrifice. He's not, mm. willing to, he's not willing to commit to the defensive end. And all this comes back to accountability. Mm. And Russell Russell doesn't take no accountability. It's going to change. All y'all, and it's, it's, it's like, all y'all fucking fans. It's the, yeah, it's like, it's like he just, like, it's like you have to adjust to him. Like, he, don't, he wouldn't adjust to you. But, like, players But no, what's it? Like, I, I, I got to keep cooking. I got to keep cooking. <laughs> His fans want to, oh, it's, oh, just give him the ball and let it rock. Oh, just let, let Westbrook be Westbrook. What has that? What's that ever? What's that going? I know, he's winning, I know he's won the MVP. And that's probably the biggest thing for him. That's he's individual. Hard-headed. That he's hard-headed. And I kind of get a little bit where he's coming from because, oh, I want MVP playing this way, so I'm going to keep doing it. But at the well, end of the day, no you got to look you're, in the fucking mirror. Yeah, well, come on. You're 30 what? I mean, you're, you're not getting younger. It's like you the gotta, individual shit. Like, doesn't mean nothing at this point anymore. Like, not that look, guy. No, he got to look in the mirror because look what happened to his teammate Carmelo Anthony. Mm. When Carmelo's uh, coming into, what's it called? Uh, training okay, camp, uh, the media day. He was like, oh, you heard that, Pete? They said I got to come off the bench and stuff like that. But, Melo, you just wasn't that guy that you once was. Once he started to accept the fact and then he came off the bench, he was impactful. Mm. 
But Westbrook, he just don't get it. It's just not up there in his head. That nigga was playing CTE basketball, and y'all niggas really trying to defend that shit. This nigga said CTE basketball. He was making the most brain-dead plays I've seen by a basketball player. The dumbest plays. Some shit I haven't seen in my life. Like, I've never seen a nigga hit the top of the backboard two times. Nah, he's not. Nah, he really thought he was Tim Duncan. Like, yeah, he wouldn't even care. Like, he'd just keep doing it. It would just happen. Every niggas day. be like, oh, Westbrook used to cash that shit back in the day, though. But he Bro, never he shot at to... a good percentage doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. But niggas want to tell me, oh, I- I'm hating on Westbrook. Oh, it's the coach's fault. Like the coach can make what's it called? The reason why he missing layups. Oh, because the team was injured and just stuff like this. Excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. But we just we just got to talk about the real deal. Westbrook is not that guy. And if he doesn't be, if he doesn't what's it called? Change. Buy-in. He's gonna be out the league. Like niggas did to Allen Iverson back in the day, and how niggas was trying to do it, Carmelo mm, and Melo. So keep talking. Damn. Keep talking. Yeah. Niggas gonna talk about that's a good point. Oh, what's the call? He's about to have a bounce back year on the Lakers. Nigga, he's gonna he's gonna get traded, bro. He's gonna get traded. <laughs> Are you willing to bet that Westbrook uh Bro, I told it Westbrook is not gonna be a Laker by what's it called? Open end night. <laughs> If the Lakers Damn. are smart, Westbrook shouldn't be a Laker by, by training camp. Because <laughs> there's still a lot. There's still We have a whole month of training camp. We heard about the Kyrie stuff. We don't know if Kyrie's actually going to get traded because KD starts to get traded. Yet. We have to wait for that. We heard about the Miles Turner and Buddy Hill stuff. But the Lakers have to attach two draft picks. Why do they have to attach two, attach two draft picks to tr- get off Russell Westbrook? Because he's a negative contract and he fucking sucks. And no team wants to pay that nigga like that. So if you got to, you got to give up something. <laughs> But niggas don't understand that. Niggas just don't understand that. He is a negative contract. One of the worst contracts in the league. Of all time <laughs> right now. Oh, man. But I'm a hater. <laughs> I'm a hater. If I'm a hater, what, what, would you take Westbrook on your team? No. Ask yourself that. <laughs> if you're not a fan of the Lakers, would you take Russell Westbrook on your team for nothing? If that nigga was assigned on the minimum contract. Oh shit, nigga, the minimum. He's gonna he's gonna be a minimum player after this. Oh man, damn. Damn. But I'm hating. This <laughs> nigga is just not that guy anymore. I'm done. I'm about to end the podcast on that. Anybody wanna anybody wanna have another Russell Russell conversation? They could come on the podcast and DM me. <laughs> Nigga's really just talking dumb shit in my DMs right now. We want we want uh no, this is a serious off. We want we want to hear all the arguments. Get 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 yourself prepared. If you if you're willing to step up to the plate, he is washed. <laughs> he is washed. Uh, no oh, niggas man. that's defending Westbrook for what he's doing right now is like me defending Kobe in his last two years. Like, oh, this nigga's still nice <laughs> and stuff like that. No, Kobe is a shell of his former self. <laughs> man, we gotta keep it real. I mean, we just, we just gotta keep it real. Like, keep all all fuck, emotion bro. aside. All that motion aside, I know Westbrook proud of a nigga amazing highlights, did amazing, amazing stuff with that triple double stuff. That shit is incredible because I really didn't think that was gonna happen. He is a great player in the Hall of Fame, but that nigga is cooked. <laughs> nah. I'm out, bro. A nigga gotta go to practice. I gotta lock in. <laughs> nigga, no, I could really I just can't imagine niggas. Nah, timeout. I just can't imagine because, like, we I coach a sixth grade team right now with Larry. 
and they be missing layups. That's like them blaming me or Larry. Why they missing layups? It's the coach's fault. Like, like they doing the tournament. As a coach, there's only so much that you could damn do. You can't play you the game. You in the court exactly. You ain't. Good. It's not a controller <laughs> type of shit. Like they got learned the from all mistakes. At the end of the day, the talent is a reason why you win championships. Mm. Talent is the reason why you win championships. You had to have, have to have guys. Just like everybody was saying, oh, I could coach the damn Warriors and then win the championship when they had KD. Can you really? Because <laughs> a lot a lot of people can't coach. So how do you know <laughs> if you could just coach the Warriors that they'll win the championship? Why? Because it's the talent. That's all the roster. Not because what's it called? You just some great coach and just some great genius. You could have the great, you could be the greatest coach of all time and not have the talent, still not win. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about the guys that's on the damn court and what the hell they're doing. And what Westbrook is doing is not cutting it for what he's getting paid. <laughs> Fuck is niggas talking about? This is a three man <laughs> breakdown. If you made it this far, shout out to you because uh, you know we we've been we talked about a lot. The young cores, let us know how we did on that. I, I'm still not 100 percent confident on the rest of my list, but the Pelicans for me was for sure number one. But it's been a minute, man. We gonna come back with more some consistent content. I don't know what exactly we're gonna Word. do next. We could uh do a we could do a draft uh, under t- 25 players if you want to do that next. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, we could fun. do that next on next week's episode. It's a three-man breakdown. If you haven't already, rate us five stars. If you're a Westbrook fan, you can rate us one star. I honestly don't care. <laughs> that, that's dick eating right there. That's hate. That's that's real hate. But anyway, stay safe, be goaded. We out of here. Yes, sir. Uh, Coolie. Hey, that. <laughs>